The Intermediate Line advises a language and concept warning for the entire show. The Intermediate Line is brought to you by nervouswater.com.au, Thomas and Thomas Rods, Shilton Reels and Cortland Lines. Ketterfly, Australian made apparel, made by flight fish shows for flight fish shows. Powerpole, total boat control. These brushes, we stay in our lane of experience so we can improve your experience. Welcome back to another show, folks. Episode 150. Pretty sure we are, Vols. Yeah, somewhere there. Welcome back, guys. 150. It's uh, a stupid way to say it. Anyway, here we are. Episode 150. We've had a great show this evening, today, this morning, whenever you choose to listen to it. You could be nude. Mm, It could be. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But anyway, how are you going, Vols? Mate, I've had a, uh, a pretty busy week at work, a lot going on with the kids, getting close to school holidays. Um, yeah, so anyway, I've been not fishing. Yeah, how about you? You've been fishing. You bastard. What? You bastard. You know that I've been fishing. I'm actually on the uh, on, a, on a real donut streak at the moment. It's not going well. And, um, well, I didn't donut last time, but I may as well have. Well, how long is this streak? Like I just said, four. Did I say? I've been last four times no. I've been. I've been and haven't caught anything. Well, I did catch. Well, yeah, I have. Uh, it extends back to um, that time. I, it started when I said I went to the to the lake and caught a turtle. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, gotcha. So, yeah. so I mean, is that a donut? Really? Well, that, that's a good question. What is a donut? Is a donut a complete blank, or is it a target species blank? You know what? What is? Uh, what is the definition of success and failure when it comes to fly fishing? Well, it's all in the eye of the beholder, I suppose. Uh, last week, I went fishing with um, Jake Cooper, and we went to. Um, we had a plan to go, oh, man. We had a plan to hit this part of the of the river where we the system we're at. It's super remote. Like people don't go there, and rocked up like just on light, and there just happened to be a, a pedal kayaker there, and we just happened to be sharing that oh. one bit of water midweek. I was like, you got to be fucking kidding, man. And um. So we, oh, yeah. yeah, so yeah, so um, yeah. the slow moving jet skis of the estuaries, you know, um, the cyclist of the lake, yeah. <laughs> anyway. So, um, checked out the GPS, found a little feeder creek that um, looked interesting. It ended up being quite a decent creek. I'm pretty keen to go back, but um, you know, the intention was to just um, fish for jacks as it's starting to heat up, and 
that's in southeast Queensland, the wild jacks outside the canals and stuff. It's always a, uh, it's not it's not North Queensland. Let's put it that way. You know, um, yeah, you could flog the water to foam for one fish and have a good day. But anyway, I was willing to put the yards in, um, and then I end up only getting a, a stupid fucking um, vermin flathead off a snag. I thought it was a jack. It came in head shake, and I'm like, this thing doesn't even know it's hooked yet. And it came beside the boat, and it was a stupid flathead. How big? I was pretty decent flat, I suppose. It's probably mid seventies or something, you know. That's a decent flatty, mate. That you know, mid mid seventies up here, you got to got to put them back, you know, seventy five plus, I think. Yeah, it probably would have been in that slot. Is that yeah. right? You got to put them back at seventy five now. I think so. I'm conservative. I put most of them back anyway. I don't. Yeah, I don't eat them. I don't. I don't like the taste of them. Flatties. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'd yeah. much rather eat eat a steak. Yeah, right, mate. Or a pearl perch or a nanny guy or something like that, you know. Chicken, red throat emperor, coral trout, tusky. Even good. a tuna. Tuna, uh, long tail be good. Spotty back. Yeah. It is yeah. yeah. name a fish now. But anyway, yeah. um, that's yeah, right. um, that's where that's what happened to me, mate. And you know, it sucks. But you know what, mate? It's um, it is a good, interesting discussion about that definition of success. Um, we all go through these these donuts, and you know, we've spoken about it on the show before, and and uh, I guess it's good to talk about it i guess because it can be pretty shattering for for a lot of people including myself you don't feel great when you get off the water after four fucking donuts in a row you know but it happens uh, yeah yeah it depends you know like if, if that's if that's if your results focused and you and me pretty much are definitely sort of beefy followers um you know like we, we'd like to see results for the effort we certainly put in an effort um oh. but but yeah, you know the- what you know, yeah. I've seen people who, who went go and get stuff to pick up spin rock. You know, they, they need it that bad. You gotta do what oh, you gotta do. I don't even know that option. Don't even know yeah. one. But um I definitely do not subscribe to a bad day's fishing is be- is is better than a good day at work. I'd rather be at work than donut, that's for sure. Well fishing is your work. So kind of yeah. turning into that. <laughs> to an extent. Yeah. Yeah, to a certain extent I suppose it is, you know, like um uh it kind of is i i i had i was i was using some new products out there i suppose and i guess that enables me to turn around and tell people um or give some people advice about some of those things i suppose and they ask about it but yeah i guess more more about the um the focus on the donut i suppose an interesting discussion really about that i suppose it's um i have a lot of resp- i've got a friend of mine um let's i won't use his name let's call him alex roy for example right and um, and, first, um it's a safe bet you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it could be Roy Alex. We don't know. But um, no one will ever guess who that really is. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's a young fellow I, I, I talk to quite a bit, and and you know I've got a lot of respect for um for people that you know keep keep turning back up to get punched in the face. You know, and Alex is one of those guys. I mean, you look at him; he looks like he's being bashed. You know, that's for sure. Is um, this a fictional character? Or yeah, is yeah. This guy uh, I mean, sorry, from... I should use Roy there. Yeah, but um, yeah. yeah. No, this, to- this is a totally made-up name. But I don't know anyone who even comes close to that name. But you know, I, I, and he's not alone. I've I've got plenty of friends that, that are like that. I keep showing up as well. Um, but I think there's stuff to be learned from donuts because like this was a new system that I went to, and I was forced to go there. Um, right. Okay. I know. I uh, from observations, I suppose. It, I know I'm going to go back at a different tide. I'll probably try different flies, and I'll know where to go and not waste time at certain stages of the tide. Now, so there is a, there is a lot to be gained. Um, from uh, 
you know, from from a donut. Really, at the end of the day, I was saying to Jake at the same time. I said I actually have seen this creek on on maps, like on Google Maps before. I've never been in there. I've fished around it for most of my life. Like it's local water, but I've never been in that creek. So that was a win in itself. Just to have to be forced to go in there, I suppose. You know, because of the kayak. Yeah. Oh well, there you go. Thank you, kayaker. Yeah, yeah random kayaker. So we, we pull up, we pull up on one of these these islands, like the back of it on on, on the lee. It's got a good fly of water past it, and a bunch of snags. This dude comes around the corner, sees us, doesn't doesn't. I mean, we must have ruined his plans as well, that's for sure. And it's and it's, I mean, it's just one of those situations. But it just goes it goes around us, pulls in a hundred meters in front of us, and starts peppering the snags. You're like, well, that gives us about a hundred meters before this day's fucked. <laughs> you know, I don't. It's yeah. not. I mean, it's not what I do. Is that? What, I mean, it doesn't seem like good etiquette to me. To, I mean, there's there is there is a lot of water to fish, but the a run, bad run with etiquette, mate. You had that, that. You had this guy, the kayaker. You had the jet skier, and you had that old fuck the other, the a few years ago in the car. Oh, with the with the anchor that, that was shaped like an old sailor's tattoo. That's right. That dude. Like sailor Jerry tattoo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anywhere around population, you're going to get. Um, etiquette dudes like that but i mean i don't know man it's hard to be vocal about it because when you're fly fishing people think you're being elitist when all you're doing is just being um considerate of other human beings you know uh-huh. i don't know yeah. man like i mean you don't have to be much of a fisherman to know that if you're going to flog those snags in front of that person you're either going to catch the fish that they're catching or you're yeah. going to put the fish down that they're about to catch Look, there's no there's no sharing in that situation I'm going to jump in here. There's not fly fishing specific. Arsehole behaviour is arsehole behaviour. You know, whether, you know, if, if you're doing any of those three behaviours, like kayak man, jet ski man, or, or anchor man. Um, anchor man. <laughs> milk was a bad choice. <laughs> milk was a bad choice. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're just, all three of them are, you know, shithouse behaviours, regardless of what, what method of fishing you're using, mate. In my opinion, anyway. doesn't yeah. matter fly fisherman or not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, man. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I mean, the the point is, I hope, um, I hope that, uh, you know, if you're one of those people that are going through four, or you're, you know, you're getting really bashed around like Roy, you know, you might be up for eight donuts. Um, I know for a fact that that fictional character is, um, is killing a pig now. And, you know, I, I had the flip side at the beginning of the year. Like every time I went, every time I went fishing, some, some, some freak got pulled out of the hat. You know, it was um, that saved the day. But it's just not happening at the moment. I remember we all have our turn. Yeah, yeah. I remember you had a particularly freaky moment with, with, um, with Jakey two two first names as well. He um, uh, yeah. you got that you got that mangrove jack that night. You know you probably weren't. Oh, weren't that fixing. was that was a couple of years ago, I think. Was it? Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, that was uh, a podcast. We were only maybe it was last last spring. Not a couple of years ago. It was last year, I think. Don't lie to me, man. I know what you did last summer. Yeah. Oh, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, it was Halloween the other week. Yeah. Sorry? <laughs> it was Halloween the other, other week. I was <laughs> working corny uh, <clears throat> corny gags, you know, old movies, maybe some old songs or something into yeah. the into the fabric of the uh, of the podcast, eh? Hey? Yeah. Well, it's interesting you bring up that night, actually, because um, I went out not one. Oh, the, the last podcast that happened, I went out the night before the last one, so two weeks ago. Different yeah. system. Um, mm. but nothing like that happened. I went all night without even feeling a bump, which was which was kind of kind of hard to take. Because wow. you know, like the alternative is is sitting at home watching TV on the couch with a full belly. You know, instead you're out all mm. night, just um, 
casting away for nothing. Well, the end of the, in the morning, you've still got that self-loathing to, to deal with, mate. So, um, yeah. Oh, no, well. it's, 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 yeah. It's, um, you can, yeah, sometimes, sometimes you can put it down to dumb luck, I suppose. But, um, yeah. Uh, you know, you put, you put yourself in pretty hard positions, I suppose. I mean, that's, a, that's a good thing as well, to, to challenge yourself. Yeah. You know? You shouldn't expect to fish every time if you're going somewhere new or you're putting yourself in a challenging scenario. Because, you know, to the... Um, the saying guy like to the you know if you're if you're brave enough to risk it the rewards will come i know that's not the saying but it's something along those lines <laughs> to the to the brave gather victors or something like that is it you know the one of both i'm sure you know right fortune favors the stupid ah oh, that's it fortune favors the brave that's the yeah. saying i'm thinking of yeah and it's not yeah. brave to just to go fishing i mean you, you're far from it but um yeah. but you to be motivated enough to be fishing while everyone else is asleep or um yeah, whatever that. you're thinking of the um the um uh the sas motto is it who dares wins something like that i don't know something mildly uh, motivational just sort of give you an excuse to get off your ass and try a bit harder yeah yeah so is it is it truly a donut then not really it's it's a victory over laziness and self-loathing yeah absolutely it's not a donut fuck yeah <laughs> I feel like I've been privy to a breakthrough or something with you, right? Are you okay? I sort of feel like I'm counselling you through this really period of losingness. But you know, no. I think that might be a, a self-righteous, more of a approach than than actually counselling me. Or no? maybe maybe we're helping each other out here. Mate. Oh, I think so, mate. A symbiotic yeah. relationship. It's very photosynthetic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Have you seen that um, that Exocet, that that Predator Exocet on at Nervous Waters? Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. I was looking at it the other day. It's, it's a really interesting rod. It's um, was it nine foot plus a little bit, two or three inches? I don't know. I had a quick look at it. It just looked a bit because I got the Exocet, the three fifty grain, and I just had a look yeah. at that one as well. And just it doesn't come in um, like many many weights. I should go have a look at it while we're talking. But um, um, yeah. but it's just really interesting. It's got that that long bar. On it, you know, like which seems to be really synonymous with um with big flies, you know. Yeah. What like, is the um, purpose? Some some of those long butts are, you know, if you put an extra hand on there in different different um, scenarios. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's, there's working the fly, I suppose. Like, I mean, that esox type fishing with the um with the figure eights, you know. Um, but I've heard people talking about casting big flies. I remember hearing an interview on SVS podcast with. God, I could, I could picture the guy's face. I just can't think of his name. Musky Country Outfitters. I can't remember his name. Brad Bowen. Brad Bowen. Yeah, he's a yeah. fisher. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, talking about um, people in his boat that um, like uh, that can't cast those flies all day with one hand. You know, using those, put an extra long butt on the end to to, to cast two-handed. I don't really understand how that works, but I heard him talking about that. Well, that's pretty interesting. I mean, it's less fatiguing for casting those big flies around. Yep. So, I mean, the rod seems to be sort of a, a rod that's, um, you know, synonymous with big flies being Esox and, and things like that. And I guess in Australia, I suppose, you're talking about, you know, Murray Cod, all that sort of stuff, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. That's probably one of your, one of your largest, um, you know, fly devourers in terms of they're big and they eat big flies. So, yeah. Uh, and, and probably something that could involve a lot of uh, 
Uh, blind casting, maybe maybe Jewies too. You know, uh, I wouldn't put the Jewies are a lot smaller fly. You know, blue Jewies yeah. don't take. I mean, you can catch Jewies on a bigger fly, but I mean, I've had most of my success on, uh, and a lot of people I know have had their most success on like a you know a four or five inch game changer at best, three inch game changers sometimes. Pretty easy yep. to cast, you know. Like it's um, you can you can ping a full line on those things on an eight weight. Um, but the uh, the Exocet Predator, you know, four fifty grain. And like you said, being a lot less fatiguing for a lot of blind casting, Power Barrett come to mind as well. That's for sure. Even though that's not as big a fly, um, yeah. it's still a man. I've had I've had blisters on the palms of my hand from just casting it's, all day on Barrett. It's funny you mentioned that um, the blisters on the on that palm of the hand. The larger larger flies quite often, you know, they'll they'll expose. Well, you know, you'll end up on long sessions you you'll end up with blisters um so you know slightly different grip and i'm looking at this exocet one it looks like it's got a, a larger flare on the front of the grip so you know it'll, it'll um it'll cut down a little bit um it's got that that harder compressed cork at the top of the grip too where you'll have a lot of strain while you're casting so it's something that, you know as a practical consideration they've thought about there yeah Which, well it might it might be right there Good th- when i think about it i've thought about the reason why um, you know, like those blisters happen, and I've gone down in real sizes, like uh, gone to a, I mean, Power Barrett don't, for me, they've never put me on the reel, so I don't need a reel to do any more the whole line, but chucking, yeah. chucking blue water reels around, which you would normally put on those sort of rods, um, for someone who lives around where we live and stuff like that, is not really suitable to that scenario, but they, because you're doing oval casts or Belgian casts, you know, like the, the rods, the, the, the way that reel is, spit, is, is moving that grip in your hand, you know, the more it's just yeah. it's just moving around like it's just it's got a tendency to want to as opposed to just like a 10 to 2 cast which you wouldn't do anyway but one extreme to the other being that belgian cast to the 10 to 2 it's just got a lot more um ability to shift the grip in your hand i suppose you know that bigger that bigger diameter is definitely with the exocet three 350 grain that i've got the grip is a lot bigger like that it's a lot more comfortable to stop it from spinning around your hand for what i've found that's for sure and i, yeah. I did have a session chucking around big big flies with flathead one time with that thing and uh, it was definitely a lot less fatiguing in that bigger grip, that's for sure. But yeah. uh, I see that um, you know there's some rods like Blank Chocolates designed a rod um, that's got a very very similar butt on it like that. You know, like and it seems to be like for those guys that are, I mean, the guest tonight we're going to talk to is going to be talking about chucking big flies around too. And you know, I don't know what he's using, but um, you know, the ability to uh, you know to chuck those flies around and the, the, the type of rods that the guys that do this all the time, like Blaine's a musky guy. That's what he does for his living, um, uh, besides store appearances. Um, but that's that's <laughs> that's what he's doing. That's what he's using. You know, like that those sort of rods with the same build, the same build as the um, Exocet Predator. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why more cod guys aren't aren't onto it. I mean, it makes it, like if you're modelling from what the ESOX, ESOX guys are doing. There couldn't be too many rods in Australia that, that have got this um, capability, uh, the capability of this one, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, well, look, you, you know, you're going to have probably a, a far more pleasurable experience. Probably end up catching more more fish overseas because you reduce the fatigue um, factor, at least, of, um, you know, when you when you have purpose-built gears to, to different, you know, to a specific scenario, I should say. But, yeah. Why would you get purpose-built beer, big gear? It, I guess it depends on how important it is to you. Yeah, that's right. I wonder how many nights of donuts it takes before you start getting purposeful gear. I don't know, man. Or to see it to see it worth it, you know? Yeah. It's good. I like I like good gear. 
yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was another Anchor Man reference. Yeah. All right, Vols, why don't you drop it down and um, tell us who we got on, mate? What musician have we got on tonight? We've got a, uh, a gentleman by the name of Jimmy B. Yeah. Jimmy so, B. Good. Yeah, Jimmy Jimmy B. is a, That's the only clue I'm going to give you. He's a um, he's an Australian favourite. He's an icon, some people would say. Mm. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, he, he's been around the block. He's, he's a well-known dude. Um, Jimmy B. is uh, a very... Um, uh, well-travelled sort of uh, gentleman. Um, so I'm looking forward to to, to talk, talking to him. He's got a lot of energy. He's a good dude. Yeah. Can't wait. Let's do it. All right. Let's get him on. Let's get him on. Did you say get him on? Spaghetti on. When does get become one word? Let's get him on. Righto. Welcome back to the show, folks, and here we are, joined with our esteemed guest, Mr. Jimmy B. How you going, Jimmy? Boys, I am not too bad, thank you. How are you both doing? Well, I can't speak on behalf of Volts because he's, um, I'm sure he's got his own opinions on how he's going, but I'm sure he's fine and I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine too. I so. told you. He's very opinionated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Now, Jimmy... Mate, let's just start. Let's just summarise the deal here, mate. So, mate, you've been in. We got we got a lot to go through, but just to sort of bring people up to speed, you know, um, you've been in the industry for the while for a while now. I mean, you you considered a real class act. You know, you've toured Australia, uh, around the world, in some in some places. You know, you've uh, made many punters happy. You have paid to come and see you. And I guess the big question is like, what's life been like after Cold Chisel, mate? Oh. It's been, mate. To be blatantly honest, it's been fantastic. Hey, really? Pretty much haven't, pretty much haven't looked back. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I wish yeah. I could say, I wish I could say that I've gone solo, but I haven't really. Um, yeah. It's Those been, tin it's lids must have been bloody annoying, right? <laughs> <laughs> nah. It's it, in all seriousness, mate. It's been, it's been fantastic. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Getting out there, getting out there and living, and 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 yeah, doing some fishing. It's been, it's been shit hot. Yeah. yeah. Loving it. Fishing. I, this, I thought the B stood for Barnes. Have I got <laughs> the wrong guy, Bolts? Um, what are the no. notes? <laughs> wrong yeah. notes. That's the other part. I was, I was, I was, I was standing on the outside looking in. For what it's worth, for what it's worth, I always thought Ian Moss had a better voice, you know. But yeah. oh, man. <laughs> um, I mean, the beginning, beginning of Bow River was just phenomenal. You know? Well, I'm sure Even that when the war proud. is over, mate, um, you know, all things said and done, uh, you know, said, we, we know now that you're a, you're a fisher and uh, we've been heading in the wrong path. Now, this means we've got to scrap all our notes for the show tonight. Yeah. So listeners might want to just be a little bit... Um, yeah, you know, lower in their expectations, perhaps, maybe, yeah. but we'll, we'll get through. Uh, I think so. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's funny how that that opening sentence applies to to what you uh, what you do and what you have done, though. Really, at the end of the day, it's um, it was an easy mistake. You surely you can see that, right? Absolutely. Mm. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's clear as mud now. Looking back through. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, dear. Well, let's get on with it, mate, because it is Saturday night. Um. <laughs> Get strap in, folks. It's going to be a long interview. Um, <laughs> all right, Jimmy, uh, mate. Right, so now tell us, mate. We are we like to ask these people this question when they come on, mate. Fly fishing. Right, uh, yep. What is it to you, mate? What is it? What? It, what? How did you get started, and why did you stick with it? Right, to, to me, fly fishing. It's like super cliche. I guess. Fly fishing to me is like it's it's life. It's it is for me is a lifestyle. It's what I love to do in my time. It's what I love to do for work. Um, it's just something that I've been lucky enough to, I guess, within reason, build my life around. And there's been different facets of the fishing world that have come and gone throughout the time. But fly fishing, and in particularly for me, trout being Tasmanian. Um, it's always had a place in the heart and uh, it's something that I've really, I've come back to now. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. You're, you're Tasmanian, are you? I am, mate. I am. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. But this, this leads us off the path from the next question because I think this is pretty important and you'll probably agree with this, Volts. Potato yeah. scallops or potato cakes? Cakes, mate, every day. The, the weirdos oh, up yeah. here. I was just at, oh, I was at the tuck, oh, I was at the tuck oh, shop oh. the other day. And and the, and some bird in front of me is like, oh, I get a couple of scallops. And I was thinking, I was looking in the Bay Marine, and I was like, there's no like, scallops in there. I was like, no, wait, it's cakes. That's right. It's <laughs> cakes. I don't get it. I don't get it. It doesn't look like a scallop. I got it. Doesn't look like a cake either, dude. It's like I reckon a more pertinent name is the potato frisbee. <laughs> Because <laughs> 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 if we're going by what it looks like, because it doesn't look like a scallop or a cake. Let's just call it what it is. Yeah. Oh, it is. The, the potato coin. Brown yeah. is about a goodness. Come yeah. Pro- probably, probably worth more than a Bitcoin at the moment. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, a Jimmy, Jimmy I've got, yeah. got another Tasmanian question for you. Right. Bogues or Cascades? Where Mate, are you? Cascade every day. I'm, I'm from below the divide, so Hobart. Well, actually the Eastern Shore, but yeah, I'm from down south. Cascade every day. Really? Okay, good one. Yeah, means very little to me. I didn't hear yeah. BB in the choices at all, but it, I'm sure it's a, I'm sure it's telling people who you are who who understand. <laughs> yeah, cascade every day. Cascade lager, mate. Can't cascades, cascades, the one with a Tassie tiger on the on the label, right? The, it sure is. And if yeah. if I'm correct in reciting, I believe it's Australia's oldest brewery. Right. Really? Yeah. It's a yeah. nice crisp. Crisp. It's crisper than Bogues. I know that. You know, super crisp. I mean, they've got the Tamar River. They've got the Tamar River that they draw their water from, and we get ours from the, the glorious Derwent. So it's like, yeah, it's ah, so it's literally trout piss. Yeah, it is. It is literally. It is. They've got a zinc refinery up the road, and that's where they draw it from. Yeah, yeah but, but Derwent does sound like the name of a concrete who left school in year eight. You know? <laughs> is that his surname or his first name? That's his first name. Yeah. Come in, doing. <laughs> Jimmy, I want to get a bit. Uh, I want to like uh, talk about a bit about this. Um, you said that it's life to you, right? So, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, it's a big, a big part of lifestyle. Uh, you know, uh, it can't all be roses, mate. There must have been some sort of some sacrifices along the way to be able to create this, um, this lifestyle for you, right? Absolutely. Um, you know, as a young fella growing up, um, you know, I sort of introduced to it. 
from my old boy uh, was sort of, you know, let's face it, our saltwater fishing down in Tasmania isn't anything to write home about. So trout fishing sort of, you know, really takes over there. And throughout, it, it, it really captivated me being up in the highlands and doing all this and it's something that I really wanted to follow and, and go down the line of. And once it came about later on, you know, you start to spread your wings a little bit and, and get out and you know, it's kind of hard to find trout fishing in other places as easily accessible as what Tasmania is. Mm. Nothing's too far away. So it was the sacrifices that have taken on there. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a tough one to exactly put the finger on. Um, well, I mean, you've moved, later, you've moved. Yeah, you're right. I was going to say later on in life, there's definitely been sacrifices like um, yeah, you know, following following where I wanted to go, the direction. Um, came at a cost, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, there's, with that lifestyle comes a, a certain, well, factor of the lifestyle, and that you, you know, you're not, you know, you're not, not in the one place for very long, you know. Um, no, no, you know, not at all. So, I mean, like that's, I mean, depends. I mean, it, it, it might not be a sacrifice that makes you sad, but I mean, like it's a, it's a, it's a sacrifice to convention anyway. I guess you could say. I mean, if if fly fishing is is life to you in that way, I mean. You're kind of living outside the the um, you know the conventional style of, of of living that most people have. You know the picket fence and two and a half kids and you know mm. all that sort of stuff. But mm. um, would you have it any other way at this point, mate? But I would I wouldn't change a thing. I wouldn't change a thing at all. Jimmy, you know, just expanding on what Chrissy Chris said there, Chrissy Chris, Chrissy Chrissy Chrissy. Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry, Chris. <laughs> Sorry, Jim. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just leading to, you know, uh, I was going to accuse you of being a gypsy. But, oh. um, yeah. <laughs> oh, mate. I fly, but then, you know, it's funny. This interview's over. <laughs> it's funny. I was, uh, and I mean that affectionately. I was going to say, like, you, you know, the cost of that lifestyle, as, as Chris sort of alluded to, is, you know, the opportunity to, you know, to build relationships, stuff like that, if, if you know, you're moving around a lot. Um, and I was uh, in preparation for this chat. I was going through some of the old conversations on on I think it was Instagram. Um, and I remember you were up at Cairns at one stage, and uh, you yeah, had Cairns races, and you had a particularly tasty blonde on your arm. What happened with that? Very aggressive. that's 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 going there. Hey, I don't um, think we spoke about this in the pre-interview. I know it's, it's off label. It's fucking off. Yeah. The, the can the Cairns races or the tasty blonde. <laughs> which, what, know, which, no, I said no, you were message going, I said, no, tell no, me what happened, and you never no, replied like no. for months. <laughs> I thought, oh, Jimmy's in a hole, you no, know. No, no, I guess no, no. Meta metaphorically. <laughs> no, they were both. They were both probably a non-event there. Oh, but so you got me on that one, eh? Um, Sorry. Yeah, that, that, no, they were both definitely a not. They were both definitely a non-event. Okay. Jimmy, yeah. you might remember yeah, we but, did ask you before the show, is there's anything off the table, mate? You said no. No, no. Hey, hey, I'm an open book. But just to clarify on that one, I now have like a fantastic brunette that's by my side. Not right now, but yeah. Is she there now? No, she's not there no, now. No, no. She's over in Canberra. So. Can we can we get her on the phone? Can you, um, we, pro we probably could. If we could, yep. if we could, if we get through on WhatsApp, she'd definitely pick up. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we've got the time. Let's bail on no. that. But, uh, <laughs> Let's leave, leave her alone. Yeah. 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 Uh, that was, it was more just to see if you'd be into it, mate. But then you passed. You've done, you've done well. Cheers. Passed the vibe Cheers. check. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 
Jimmy, let's <laughs> let's let's reel this back, mate. Let's talk about uh, your time in the industry then, because like uh, making the lifestyle choice to be in in around fishing is one thing, but you had to get started somewhere, right? I did, I did, and I was I was super lucky um, as a young fella growing up. Like we were telling before, you know, mad keen on it, and I actually th- my first my first sort of chip in with it, it came from a gift voucher where it all began. Um, I had a gift voucher, but maybe you guys are familiar with it. I mean, he pretty much does trout flies, as the name suggests, but it was troutflies.com, like Mike Tenner. Mike right. Tenner, yeah, Mike right. Tenner. Yep. If I, if Is there I three start, of him? <laughs> no, he's, there's he's, more than nine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, um, it was a gift voucher that came through um, from yep. a, a girl I was dating at the time from the family, and uh, I sort yeah. of sat on it for quite a while, and then I didn't really know what I wanted. And you guys will probably call me out on this, but um, I wanted one of those really snazzy little teardrop nets, you know, the beautiful little wooden framed ones. Um, and he he had yeah. some another ones. Yeah, some pretty tasty looking ones. And yeah. I finally chimed up and I went, all right. So I went down. Um, and he was just, well, by Tassie stands, just down the road, about an hour, a place called Mountain River down near Huonville. Good good apples, good cider down that way. Mm. Yeah. 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 And, good river. Uh, uh, good river. Yeah. Fantastic yeah. river. Great, great sea run trout. Near the yeah. bow? Yeah. Uh, near the. The bow river? Uh, the bow river. <laughs> Near the near, near the near the mountain river, actually. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and yeah, so so we went through, and I, I went down to his shop, which was sort of set up, you know, off the side of his house, a little shed, and where he did the online side of things, and got yarning to him, you know, how I wanted to get this net, and how I was keen, I'd love to get in the industry, and he it was sort of coming up to that time of the year when he needed to put someone else on around that Chrissy time, and they offered me a position to come in and pack orders for the online side of things. And uh, uh, like with the sort of the, the, the carrot was dangled that I might be able to do some guiding down the line. And I thought this was, this is shit hot. I thought this is unreal. So mm. went in there and, you know, sat up in the little shed, going through the orders, you know, packing, packing half a dozen, half a dozen size 16 wolves and, and, and a couple of gold repairs ears for another. And, and then it sort of came about that he, he had a bung knee and it needed to go for a Rico, uh, which sort of wrote him out. I think if I think if I'm correct, he got both knees done at the same time because I think that's how they generally go about it. You got two. Uh, they do it Yeah, yeah. So if you got me. two, if you got two, if you're not working for if you're not working for a pirate, that is right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll, you know, I'll peg leg. Yeah, yeah. Would have three legs, Chris. But anyway, well, that's only because you're short to the ground, though. <laughs> If you took short to the ground, with all due respect to Mike Tenner, that guy is not very high off the ground at all. He's 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 a very short human. Yeah, um, but better better great guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so so that was that was me. I remember I I I, I this is my very early twenties, sort of like twenty one, twenty two. Yeah. I had uh, just finished up the back of uh, a run of ski seasons and uh, went down there and yeah, and that's I was packing orders and then before I knew it. I'd been given the keys to the landy, and uh, was was taking some unsuspecting punters to um, get stuck in bushes and chasing chasing little trout down in Tassie. Oh wow, That's pretty tell, cool, mate. Tell me what's the most frustrating thing about uh, guiding trout? Is it pulling um, pulling uh, little little bits of um, fake bugs out of trees, stuff like that? Unsnagging <laughs> those, well, drop a rigs, the, something like that. For, for my for my latest application, 
for the for the latest sort of version of it for me, Volts, it'd be it'd be the amount of flies that we'd go we'd, we'd go through here on the river in order to you know put some fish on deck. It's right. non-negotiable, you know, drifting these days. Um, you get snagged. I can't row you back upstream, so you just got a straight line it and ping it off. And uh, you, you might go, oh, you know, yeah, reach, reach, a whole new rig, you know, a whole new rig. So you might go through half a dozen flies to get one fish on deck, you know. Yeah, and well, that that is savage. We don't want to get too far into into the future here because we're still getting past and building our building yeah. our profile of um of Jimmy B, which I know is Barwick and not Barnes now. But, Barnes, um, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Barley. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. So that's um. So, so what you're saying is that after a couple of cheap wines, you decided to um get out and um and, um, <laughs> and start start guiding guiding the trout with uh from Mike from Mike Tenner, right? Mike Tenner, yeah. Mike Tenner down trout flies. He started you yeah. off with your like. So that was the first experience of guiding with him, yeah. Yep, yep or that for was, him. It was, and it's a really, a really, a really funny little sort of tangent on that. It's like you know Jamie Priest fishes him. Yep, I know who he yeah. is anyway. Yep, le- le- legend, legend of a guy. Now we, we've become really good friends later on um, in the piece. He was actually just up here kind of recently, and uh, he recites. I actually guided him in Tassie way back in the day, right? and he called me when he was arriving near my place the other day. And it came up on my it came up on my phone. It came up Jamie Customer. I'm thinking, who the fuck is this? And I answered the phone. It's like, oh, it's Fishizzle. How are you doing? I was like, Jamie Customer. He's like, no shit. That's in the, that's I'd saved his number from when I guided him back in like the early twenties, and I'd put it in as Jamie Customer. Hang on, the early twenties. My early. 20s. How old are you, mate? Me, I'm, oh. I'm, I'm I'm just around the corner from thirty seven. Oh, okay. So not the early 1920s. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Gotcha. Post prohibition. I understand. <laughs> 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 oh, mate, that's wild. Yeah, that's um, that's that's pretty cool, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, that was it was good. But no, I I loved it down there. Tassie is a fantastic place to 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 guide. Um, ideally best suited from the boat, in my opinion. But you know, there's, there's some fantastic wilderness fishing to be had out there. Mm. We're not exactly yeah. renowned for the world's biggest trout, but um, the insect hatches are fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, that's pretty interesting, yeah. mate. Uh, so, have you guys, do you guys know what a mayfly is? You guys seen a mayfly before? I've seen, I've seen pictures of them. Yeah. Not pretty, com- pretty common in autumn, I believe. But oh, look well, yeah. around the flame trees. <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> what exactly is a red tag? You know, is it well, a, uh, a is it a beetle? Or- yeah. yeah, look, it's a pretty suggestive pattern. Yeah. Or is it a move, you know? Yeah. <laughs> What's a move? I don't know. Yeah, it's a game, you know, tag. Is that it's, it's, it's red oh, tag. Right. Yeah. Oh, red hey, tag. Uh, yeah. Red Rover, right, right? Red yeah, Rover. Red, red Rover, Red Rover. You know, red tag, and red tag, like all over. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we called that British Bulldog back in the day. <laughs> British Bulldog. Oh, well, man, my the Tasmanian game. Yeah, play it. Play it with the family. Hey, British Bulldog was where you lick your nuts, isn't it? <laughs> this is going bad. <laughs> uh, look, let's bring, let's bring it back together. Okay, so let's like, bring it back to fish. Yeah, so, yeah, so we've been. So you, you okay? So you're guiding. You, you got some yeah. great memories with, with Jamie there and all that sort of stuff. 
Yep. So one day he must have woke up, went and had breakfast at Sweethearts, and then decided to do something <laughs> else. Then, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's actually I, I, one of my best mates has been working over in the superyacht industry in uh, in Europe. Um, mm. He'd been gone for quite a few of the, you know, those the the the, the early twenty years, and um, <laughs> I got a call out of the blue one day saying, "Hey, Jim, you know, look." we've had someone leave the crew would you like to come and join and i was at the time as a young fella i was living the dream you know i had yeah. had a nice place that i was renting off my old girl um had a had a girlfriend at the time was was taking people fishing and fishing a shit ton myself and life was good yeah um, at that stage i was doing consecutive back-to-back well not back-to-back but consecutive Australian winters up in the ski field so I'd disappear over winter time and then come back for the trout season so for me life was like you know full circle yeah but me mate he threw a spanner in the works and he he said but I need to have an answer quickly like I I need to know quickly like so I'll I'll give you a week and then I'll get back to you and I'm thinking fuck what the hell am I going to do like last why why do you want you so so bad like I mean what did you have any experience with this no not at all like I had no maritime experience other than driving you know driving the tinny around the lake um Mm. but the 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 crew changeover for that industry it's like it's a pretty hot commodity um but as your mates do you know you, you give each other a leg up and and within two weeks I'd made a decision that I was going to Europe and uh, three weeks later, I yeah, I, I threw the towel in with Mike Tenner, um, which went at the time really south. I remember him spitting. I hope it maybe will or won't listen to this. But anyways, Mike, you know, he spat the dummy at me and uh, I was going to give him some notice. And I just thought, fuck it, yeah, if you're going to be like that, I'm going today. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Uh, yep, I ended up packing up the stuff and, and gave Gail a time kiss and said, I'll see you soon. And uh, uh didn't see her again for three years. Wow. Three, yeah. and, three and a half years, yeah. And yep. what'd you get up to over in, in Europe, mate? Tell oh, me about it. Oh, bolts. Bolts. I caught skiing. some trout blue. I caught some trout. Yeah, I did some I did a bunch of skiing. Yeah. Um so we were flat chatters, you can imagine uh, these luxury super yachts over the over the summer months is when you're on standby effectively. You can't really be an hour away from the boat and uh, any further than an hour and yeah, the beckoning call um, of the of the rich and people who think that they're famous. And, did uh, um, do you ever have any famous people on board? Now I, I realise that a lot of them make you sign NDSs, but can you? Um, uh, well, let's be lewd. Yeah, but can you tell us uh, maybe what their name sounded like? No, I, I unfortunately, it's not that glamorous on my side. I I worked on the private uh, oh, aspect of it, yep. so there's like the charter scene. That's when you get the Michael Jordans and. Um, and all the other you can't use his name, mate. Elizabeth. No, Ian Moss. Mine weren't as glamorous. We worked for we worked for <laughs> um, we worked for the private side. So, like, um, oh, yeah. I worked for a Russian oil tycoon, was one another family was a French Armenian. Um, they effectively had like the Woolies version or Coles version, no, actually, maybe sort of like the IGA in france you know like not the big chain but you mm. know, still not doing too bad um le iga le, le iga liga liga yeah, liga um mm-hmm. probably one of the more the one of the more Ligue. noteworthy was uh royal family in dubai oh yeah um, yeah yeah and that was an eye-opener 
that was a big eye opener. Yeah. Really? Yeah. In what way? Uh, big tips. Uh, no, no. The, uh, the, the 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 joke on private boats was that you don't feed your pets. Um, oh. Yeah. Oh, really? So we didn't. Yeah, we 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 didn't get tips. Uh, in saying that, one night he came on. The first night he came on the boat, he owned boats up to 200 metres, but he bought our 50-metre boat uh, specifically so he could go and put it alongside in places like Central Pay, um, Monaco, yep. Cannes, all the really places to be seen. So, yeah. you know, this, it's all, imi- it's all oh, image-based. Oh, yeah. Think, yeah. Mm. Um, Monaco Marina, it's really hard to get a 200-metre boat in. You know, yeah, you got to sit on the outside there. Yeah. No, no one, no rich person wants to sit on the outside. Everyone wants to be on the T dock down next to the Razcats, and that's where it happens. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's where it yeah. happens. Yeah, but no, just that that night in particular, I remember. Yeah, it was it was pretty wild. He actually did tip us uh, two thousand euros each that night. Um, wow. He was off his absolute tits. There was a party that went on for oh, twenty four hours. Um, he'd come up to you and he'd shake your hand and say, thank you, thank you, thank you, and he'd give you a 500-euro note. Oh, wow. And you'd, just, and you'd just slide it in your pocket. And he went through and did that to the whole crew like four times over. Uh-huh. Awesome. Yeah. My job at the end of the night was sitting upstairs where we had our, like, electric barbecue, and I had, no joke, I had the, 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 the battery-powered fan, like a little mini pocket fan that was fanning his shisha coals. That was, that was my job at the end of the night, and I was I – was, I'd been on deck for 18 hours, and all I had left in me was to, like, fan shisha coals. It was hilarious. What's a shisha coal? Shisha, you know, like the big hubbly-bubbly. No. Nope. Shisha kebab. Shisha. Oh, shish, you know, like a shish kebab? No. The shish bong. You know, the shish like, bong. A big, like, like a big bong, but with several hoses coming off it that you don't see. Oh. Yeah. Oh. You put yeah, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, you put some flavoured tobacco in there, and, and you know, it's a big party oh, yeah. vibe. This yeah. is where they ha- where Turkish delights come from, right? They eat That's the Turkish delights after they have... That's it. A few canes, yeah. big party yeah. canes. Yeah, have a couple of hotties and then and then have a bit of bit of powdered Turkish delight. Right. Okay. Yeah. Powdered Turkish yeah. delight. Interesting. Powdered Turkish delight. Yeah. So that's probably that's probably the wildest one. That was a real eye opener. Um, yeah. Too too much more. I'd probably yeah. I'd probably. That's end cool, up man. Con- concrete. I love this somewhere, but I love hearing yeah. about the wild side of Jimmy B. The, G- yeah. the wild side. <laughs> Tree used to drink a bottle of um, Lambrusca on stage. Oh, the wrong guy again. No, that was that was my old girl though. Hey, cast, cast. my baby. Cheap, 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 cheap wine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Your your old girl's on stage. No, she used to love the Lambrusco though. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hey, um, Galliano, I was thinking of actually. Oh, Galliano, Sam Booker. Yeah, Sam Booker. Terrible. That Ooh. stuff makes you throw up. Yeah, God, that brings back memories of my bloody young adult life. Yuck. Well, yeah. riveting stuff, also. I love I love that story. And um but <laughs> but, but but Jimmy, mm-hmm. um, you know, like the yachts led you on to sort of um to be to to, to be back to boats in Australia, right? Uh, like did you when you came back from your super yachts, um, is that when you started working on the uh, on the Marlin boats? Oh not quite. Before so I did I did almost four years out in Europe and mm-hmm. then had had a job offer to come up and uh it was it was actually that was the boat that was based down at the um, oh, what was that bridge we were talking about earlier? Where I was catching the gateway. Was catch- yeah, the gateway. Yeah, so we we're based down there, and the mm. boat was heading to Indonesia to be based at a private island um, right. out of out of three hours fast boat off, ride off Jakarta, a place Hold- called the Thousand Islands. Hold on, so mm-hmm. you 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 flew to Europe to work on this boat, and this boat then made its way to Brisbane. 
Yeah. No, no, no. So there were several boats, several boats in there. I left the boats. In Same Europe. company. No, different company. All independent. Okay. Right. Yeah, okay. All, so all, all privately owned independent boats. So okay. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not linking it up. So you went you went from Europe, and then you decided to leave that job, because yeah. uh, it was just too many too many um, what you got shiskers. You know, just um, screwing, yeah. You know, too many shishas. shishas. Too many shishas. shishas. Yeah, this, many that, shishas. that hydro shisha. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> so, um, Moroccan, Moroccan hash. That's what. That's the word. Uh, ah, yeah, right. Yeah. Moroccan hash. Yeah. <laughs> Abraham Slate. Um, <laughs> mate. So you went from 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 Europe, right? Mm-hmm. And did you just bail on you? You're just like, guys, see you later. I'm done. And yeah. then, um, and then went back yeah. and just came back to Australia and ended up in Brisbane. I ended up in Brisbane. So the boat that I was joining was supposed to be going to Indonesia to be based. But you had this lined up before you left, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. On page. Yeah. So gotcha. just like left, left one, but before I left, I'd, I'd seen an ad and I was like, you know what, I'm going to go and jump on that. I'm going to give it a go. Based out Seaman of required. Seaman required. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I went out to Indo and was based out there for a bit over a year. Um, uh-huh. And that was that was a blast. That was that was a really a really good time getting out there. We were on an island. You could walk around in fifteen minutes. Was there flats? Uh, Vaults, uh, like no joke. The area. I, I'll send you the, I'll send you the, a screenshot of the area on Google Maps. It, if you had it rewound like fifty years, maybe even a bit longer, the, the area's been fucked up for a long time now. But it was glamour. Like I'm talking ten out of ten glamour. But you couldn't catch a cold trout bigger than two fingers, you know. But, were, you, but, were they dynamiting it or cyanide? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was there was dynamite. Yeah, we'd we'd go for a snorkel on the reefs, and they were just all the all the fringe was just torn up. Like I mean, torn up. Oh yeah, wow! Really sad. The Terrible. one thing that I did get into was GTs, like on conventional. But even mm. then, like a, a ten kilo one, I've you know, it's me virgin GT fisherman went out got. PE 10 outfit and 250 mil stick baits and thinking I'm going to be catching these absolute donks. And reality of the fact was I just needed a PE 4 outfit and a couple of 120s. Yeah, um, double dust for me. Yeah, just little ones, hey. When it comes I, to I, GT. I weight material, I, I weight material. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll jump in here for you for you, for Chris's benefit. Yeah, PE 4 is is to is to gt fishing what what a you know i'd say even a six weight or maybe even less yeah to you guys yeah okay yeah Yeah. gotcha did you when you're looking at these vast uh vast uh, systems of um reef flats and stuff like that did you think to yourself at any point i wish i had a jacket with elbow patches then i could fly fish from your (laughs) trout background so you wouldn't believe it actually i actually had a fly rod with me the whole time Right. And you were and you were thinking there's no wine here. I can't do this or I, you know, like this. All right, they, they farmed permit on the island next door. Wow, like, you know I, they, it's a thing that they do in Southeast Asia. They, they farm permit. What kind and of I, bugs would they eat? Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> how did they breed them? I've always wondered. Like, do they do they catch the larvae or do they like milk them? And you I, know, I, you can milk anything with nipples, vaults. <laughs> On that side of things, I really wouldn't have a clue. I mean, if it's anything like the hatcheries over here, they rear them up, but I don't know whether the technology would be there. Like, I guess well, so. It's interesting that you and Chris bring that up. Just on, on that line, Chris, how do they make almond milk? You know, like... They just squeeze the almond nipples, dude. Oh, impression. <laughs> yeah, right. Pretty simple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not just took a right. few seconds of thought. That's all, man. 
Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, so they get these these farmed permit now, now, Jimmy. At this point in time, mm. um, you, you're a you were you, your trout. I'm assuming I'm making a big assumption here. So pull me up. Yeah. Um, you you'd only experience fly fishing for in trout context, right? Really? Yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. I I bought my really? first saltwater combo um, from an online store in the UK when I was in the south of France. Yeah. And I had actually fantasized with it a few times off the back of the boat. You know, you've got the swim deck lights. Yeah. Um, I'd caught a few, they call them bluefish, but they're effectively a tailor. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can, yeah. Can, I, can I just ask a question at this point? Was this yeah. real ported, the, the south of France real? Was it what, sorry? Ported. Did it have holes in the school? Yeah, it did. Yes, it did. Yeah. 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 It was, it, I don't know if you've ever heard. I don't think it's a very uh, very good brand in the scheme of things. Greys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Grey's Anatomy, great show. Grey's so, Anatomy, with, yeah. with the um, with this reel, so you're looking through mm. the holes and you can see the fly line. Yep. Mm. Underneath it, what was that? I had backing, right? And backing. I had I had more I had more backing than what I did fly line for the first time in my life. Old, I had I had a reel, right? That was like two fists put together. I couldn't believe it, mate. I remember getting this thing. I got two spools to go with it because I thought that I need it, mate. Yeah, I was just, and I put I put thirty, forty. I can't remember. So I actually still got it out of the shed. Dodgy ass braid. I loaded it to the hills, packed it on there tight, and then put this. Oh, you know what line it was? I fucking hate that line too. Um, well, outbound yeah. short. Right. Huh? Outbound short. My God, what a freaking line! Like it. Yeah. Oh, the running line, man. Holy cow. Anyway, um. So I got onto a few bluefish, and then in, in, in the south of France we were, you'd see these, they call them the loop, like the wolf, or the, the wolf of the sea, I think, and it was sea bass. Sea bass. And ended up, yeah, ended up getting onto a few of these sea bass, and they were they were really good quality fish um, and yep. really well, like really highly regarded over there, not, not overly easy to target and, and quite finicky in what they liked, but you wouldn't believe it. It's the first time I'll ever admit to it. I caught them on a clouser as well. Wow. Yeah, a little what olive, doesn't need a clouser? I know, but I... Uh, little trout. Trout no, you, you, would, you would definitely catch a trout in a clouser. If you moved fast enough, that'd eat it. Yeah. yeah. Big ones? You could, yeah. Oh, the bass or the, or the clousers? No, the trout. You catch big trout on clousers. Oh, you could do, absolutely. If you put enough bucktail in there, I reckon. Mm. Yeah, got to be yeah, the right one. Long, long rip, bucktail. Rip, rip, rip them off the bank, you know, you... You probably need a pretty heavy grain weight to cast it, I reckon, at a glance. Yeah, right. You need, you need a pretty heavy rod. Yeah, you know, like pretty heavy rod. Yeah. Are you wearing, are you wearing elbow patches right now? <laughs> tweed. I actually, I actually threw out my that little, I don't know what they call them, little tweed cap the other day. I thought this is a bit of a joke. I don't need this anymore. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. It just does sound like the sort of like comments someone with res- res- residual elbow patches would make, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, it's cool, mate. We understand, you know. It's um, yeah, yeah. you know, it's, so, a di- so, it's a different culture. So, so that that was my that was my first like saltwater saltwater fly fishing experience, and then yep. moving out to Indo. Yeah, I had this grand plans. It was going to be flats, you know. I'd Google Earth it. It was all barren. It was fucked. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was milkfish, but those things don't eat flies anyway. So. I yeah. tried and just couldn't get it to work. Um, and that was pretty much the, the, the saltwater fly fishing experience while I was out in um, out, out in Indo. It was pretty shit, to be honest. Um, there are good places, don't get me wrong, 
you head out head out further east and you go out to Rajampat, then it's like this is pretty good out there. Um haven't yep. been dynamited, but uh yeah, where I was, man, it's like three hours, three hours boat ride from Jakarta. You'd see rafts of rubbish. So much rubbish coming through, it would block up the sea intake for our generators on the boat and it would go dead ship. Dead. Oh, wow. It, oh, it was out of control. You'd have to get out there and like sift through nappies, oh. more flip flops than you could poke a stick out and all single use plastic. Like the islands, wow. the, they had no facilities. They would literally take it to the other side when the current was running and kick it off the bank. Wow. Like it, it's, mean, it was it's savage. I yeah. can only think of one upside from that. It would have fucked up the jet skis. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking jet skis. Yeah. <laughs> in saying that, but it's no joke. Yeah. We took ours out once, sucked up plastic. Had to get oh, it back in. What a great, well, great. That's the best story. Yeah, yeah. you sow what you reap. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but no, in, in, Indo was a good time, all in all. It was a good time. We we took the boat, so we took the boat from Brizzy. Oh, here's yeah. another story. It's really yeah. funny, actually. Took the boat from Brizzy. And then we traversed up around the top of Cape York, went past TI, came across the Gulf, hmm. and 120 nautical miles from the Wessel Islands. Yeah. At 3.45 in the morning, we ran into a log. Ooh. Ooh. And totally dis- um, delaminated one of our carbon fibre propellers on this boat. Don't ask me why. Uh, we had A 46-metre boat had carbon fibre props. But we had to limp to Darwin. On Christmas wow. Day, on one engine. Yeah. Wow. How far from the uh, Wessels? Uh, it was yeah. It's a pretty much like literally halfway across the ditch. We were we were a day and a half off off Australia and and a day and a half from the, the outside of Indo. At, at at nothing going wrong. Yeah. At nothing. Yeah. Yeah. At, at, at um cruising speed, like eight knots. Yeah. Gotcha. Wow. Yeah. Right. So that that was an experience. Hey. And what was Darwin like on Christmas Day? Uh, oh, Darwin. So we, we got in there, had to sit out. I don't know if you guys have been to Darwin before. Yeah. Yeah. You can see where they sit the big boats out there and the holding pens and like yeah. the quarantine pens. Yeah. We had to sit out in the harbour in the middle of no man's land, right? Yeah. On on spring tides as the monsoons kicked in. So they had the nor'wester that's thumping <laughs> in against an outrunning tide. No shit. It was disgusting. Yeah. We yeah. sat there for six weeks because no one wanted to touch us. Like it's, wow. it has paleys, like the, it's all purling, you know, it's all, all commercial yep. stuff. And they didn't want a white boat up there. And they paid the right money. And we flew a guy in from Germany to come and fabricate another one of these props. And yeah, we got up on the dry dock and stuck her on and off we went again. But the, sitting out there on anchor in Darwin was shitful, especially when the tides, when the tide changes and you run and beam onto it. Wow. Cool. Wow. Yeah. Being pr- pretty close to some reasonable fishing too, you know, that would have sucked to be confined to that boat. But, yeah. Well, actually, actually, good story came from that too. Like, a, you yeah. know, as you do when you're a young keen fella, you jump on Facebook pages and there was the Darwin fly rodders, maybe. You guys yep. might know. They're yeah. Cool uh-huh. and, and I um, put out a, you know, you know, Jimmy Barwick here, keen fisherman, you know, in the area, boats out here in the harbour. You can probably see that white thing sitting out there. If anyone's going for a fish, you know, keen to chuck in petty money, got the year. Um, and, a, a, and, and a really good lad by the name Sam put his hand up and uh, – Sam, and, uh, Sam. Sam McCowan. Sam, yeah, Sam McCowan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sam McCowan. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. right. <clears throat> yeah, legend of a guy. And uh, he took – we went out to Bino. 
That's yeah. my first 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 experience, and and uh, I think I caught a queenie. I did yeah. catch a queenie to watch watch threadies and barrel rolling over jelly prawns, just like yeah. ultimate, frust- ultimate frustration. Um, and I I pretty much teabagged the queenie at the, next to the boat on a on a on a deceiver, and I had a, I had a, I had a really good time there. Yeah. 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 Queen teabag in a, in a in a massive parallel. I've fished <laughs> bino with mm-hmm. with Sam McCowan. No way. And, yeah, and we had this. Um, we had a similar experience, like very frustrating. Um, uh, it was one of the one of the creeks on the on the left as you go downstream, probably mm-hmm. the second last, maybe I don't know, somewhere down that way. Not getting too yeah. specific on purpose. And um, and there was um, yeah, there was big uh, you know queenies and and threadies in particular rolling on jelly prawns. It was so yeah. frustrating. And there were flies oh, swimming man. in there. We were probably tickling their noses but every now and again it's just a massive boil you know yeah yeah and we'd throw on everything at them pink things bloody candies little little prawn looking things yeah. whatever we could think you know all yeah. manner of retrieves so frustrating yeah i think I, I remember going down to like a crazy charlie or you know little bonefish thing and still yeah. wouldn't you know but they were they were wailing wailing yeah. on it but yeah, yeah, we didn't get we didn't get any out of those bastards. Yeah, frustrating. I guess they're not actively hunting an individual. Thing. No, they're they're just getting by, by the by the bucketful, you know. Yeah, and it was right on that on that you know the muddy line, and they they just they're just coming in and opening their mouth up. And, oof. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Difficult, mate. I, I think it's pretty funny when I well not funny, but I, I I'm yet to find someone who can tie a jelly prawn fly and um and chuck it <laughs> into a a frothing mass of jelly prawns and get an eat. <laughs> Like Consistently, feeding. it's like filter feeding, eh? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. yeah. It'd be like chucking um, a krill fly at a whale, you know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> how they get... just get the timing right. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, well, I mean, cool. we'll start to touch on the fishing, but let's go, let's go there. Let's go to some uh, some epic fishing, and um, and you've gone to an area next just after that. So you know, so far we've established that you um. You're guiding where you started. You, we, we understand yep. that you say potato cake instead of potato scallop. Yep. Um, and yep. we know that you've just worked on the super yachts and um, in Australia and overseas. But here you find yourself moving to a little town called uh, Early Beach and Mate, you're moving it, to more of the fishing boats there, right? Early Beach, that was it. So I, I'd made a change in the mind. I wanted to get back into the fishing industry. And at the time, the idea was that I wanted to, you know, Yet another one to put up on the pedestal. I wanted to. I wanted to guide my aspirations to guide the nomad. You know, I thought that was the back oh, when yeah. they were doing their thing. I really wanted to go and do that. I I caught the GT bug. You know, after catching little rattlers, and I really wanted to go and give it a red hot crack. And with some some good boating experience behind me, I thought, you know, this would be a cool company to go and get. Um, the opportunity didn't come through, and and I had a had a secondary come through uh, uh, to go and join a boat, a forty foot game fishing boat in Airlie Beach. So I, yep, up stumps yet again and and went and moved down there and uh, jumped on this this uh, little 40-footer, uh, uh, an old O'Brien. Um, Ash Matthews is the skipper from Sea Fever Sport Fishing, absolute oh, yeah. legend of a guy, um, yeah, yeah. really, really good fella. And uh, our mainstay out there was like, you know, I won't admit to it too openly, but it was <laughs> – you know, bottom donging. We'd go out there filling the freezers for bottom donging. Bottom donging, mate. Just just smacking reds and nannies and yeah. You know. But one of the things that Ash prided himself on, which I really enjoyed too, is the like diversity. So we had quite big tides there. Um, 
Yeah. And when it's running hard out the reef, you, you can't you can't bottom fish. So can't, you go and put you dong the bottom. Effectively. No, you can't. You can't dong the bottom. <laughs> right? You you can't get down there unless you're so, close to the ground. And <laughs> so we go and put we go and, and it's warm. gear out. We go and chase some mackies around, and then you know, yeah. or, or actually, in the first push of the tide, we go and hit some GTs, and then once it really got cracking, we'd go and hit some mackies, and then you know, if the guys still had some steam in their arms, so we really chopped and changed throughout the course of the day, which was pretty full on from a decky's perspective. But um, people enjoy that. I think the punters, you know, particularly oh, the types of going that, you know, they they're after. Yeah. You know, they, they particularly on the big tides, they might enjoy you know plumbing the depths with a big dong. You know, yeah, mm. yeah, but yeah. Mm. What's your favourite size dong, Volts? I don't, I don't bottom bash, but oh, okay, look, yeah. Hey, keep going, Jimmy. Mm. So that was. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome train of thought. They're not to get it like my favourite dog. Yeah, yeah. Two, so yeah, you're sea fevering and you're you're changing tack during the day. Yeah, know? yeah. So we're yeah. like chopping and changing all over the place. You know, we yeah. were chasing whatever was going to be best for the time. You know, and uh, yeah, we, we we had a really good really good sort of uh, system set out. Uh, he used to do day charters, day share charters back in the day, and he'd reeled that into just doing uh, liverboards and mainly. Yeah. From three to seven nights, um, we do some. You'd see some ground doing that, eh? Like you'd go absolutely, out. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yep. We we had we had coverage from pretty much Bugatti, which was yep. just out off Mackay there, up to it's oh, sort of up a bit further north than Bowen, and sort of reefs yeah. that no one really knows the name of because you know they don't, they don't really have. Not, they don't all have official names, you know. Oh, yeah. not all of them, no, no. But they're, yeah. they're not they're not well known ones. Like I mean, Bugatti's Nomad put that on the map through through GT fishing and all the rest of it, and, and dog or yeah, some mm. fish on the outside. But um, um, one of the one of the one of the cool things about this boat was um, we went and did a, a heavy tackle marlin season. Uh, mm. So we we take the the forty footer. Uh, we do sort of an eight-week season. Um, mm. We do a trip up from Airlie Beach to to Cairns over the course of a week, and we'd yeah. head out. The weather was good. We'd head out wide to sort of Flinders, uh, mm-hmm. to sort of like 150-ish mile out of Cairns area or Innisfail, mm. um, and zigzag our way all the way up there and then come in. Then we take another trip from Cairns up to Cooktown, operate out of Cooktown for a couple of weeks and then as the bite of the marlin moved from up the top at number 10 lizard or ribbon um, mm. we'd come down and then we'd be running out of cans again and then we'd take the boat back down but uh yeah that that was something coming from you know by then having a little bit more experience across the you know the fishing spectrum but still like my job as a decky was to you know effectively clean the boat rig the baits and 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 hang on to the marlin and uh when that leader came up and and the skipper's hollering down at you from the tower hang on to it jimmy you know like mm. there's nothing quite like it ash ash himself he said to me one day he said oh mate it's, he said it's the most fun you can have with your pants on and he wasn't lying like yeah there it is it's a nice no, as far removed from fly fishing as you could possibly get instead of for me running six pound leader you're running 700 pound leader can i and, um, yeah. Ask, what's it like you know you you probably got a thousand pounder a grander or you know a genuine yeah. big one in that time yeah. yep 
they look fucking huge in, oh. the, in the in the videos or, or the or the oh. in, in the images. What's what's it like being face to face with one? But it's it's fucking shit scary. Hey, it is shit scary. Um, yeah. Especially in this little boat, like we were. Yeah, we're we're only a pretty small vessel, and to have one of those big things is one in particular. I've actually got the coordinates stuck on my leg um, alongside yeah. a picture of a marlin. I'll send you a picture after. It's a pretty sweet little little touch, but um, yeah. Send it. Yeah, send it. Um, this thing was 20 minutes into the first day of a, of a three-day charter. It was our last trip out of Cooktown. Yeah. And, um, you know, like you sort of touch base with the clients, whether they are partial to, you know, to hanging one of the marlin up because obviously the magic number is 1,000 pounds and yeah. not everyone does it these days and a few people do and doesn't nothing gets publicised for obvious reasons because it's not really well uh, yeah. respected. But, I mean, kudos to it. If you've gone and spent 30 grand and you want to hang up one fish, like, good on you. Like, go for your life. Um, I don't judge. You know. No, absolutely not. Hey, like, yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, we put the baits out. We were in circles and I think we got a – I think we had a chop off from Oahu and I'd, I'd – I'd ripped in the bait and stuck a new one on out the back and up in the tower, he's sort of eight, nine metres up and he's got a really good field of vision. You hear him holler out, he's saying, I'm the shotgun, you know, the one down the back. And yeah. we, everyone spins around just in time to see this this big girl. Came over the back and just went behind this shark mackerel that we had out, you know, it's missed it. Yeah. And then in the same instance, it's doubled back over and just fucking piled on this thing. Like, I mean, head and shoulders up over the top. Right, so we run a drop back system. So it goes from the rod, you have several meters worth of drop back. Yep. And then it goes to the clip. The so clip. that, yeah, yep. and then it releases so that when they bite, they don't feel any pressure. You have it just above free spool. You feed them the bait until the skipper calls. Yeah. Um, they've either taken up the slack. You would knock it up to a certain amount of drag or full strike. Everyone runs it different. Bring up the tension. If they come out of the water and start start spitting chips, then something's maybe gone wrong. Or you've pinned them. Uh, if it starts groaning away with decent head shakes, then you you're on. And uh, yeah, so this big girl came up, piled on it. It went off like a shotgun off the rigger. Bang, you know. Yeah. And and everyone's just fucking sitting and waiting. And then the drop backs just snapped up tight, and it started yeah. like groaning it off. It like, let it have it. All right, Jimmy, knock it up. You knock it up to strike, which is about. 20 kilos of drag. Yeah. And then she's just peeling away. And then it's like clear the other lines as quick as you can, get old mate in the chair, um, and then you just start chasing it. And we We're were really up. like, oh, yeah, yeah. And, and this was the, the day of days, Ammo. It was flat, mill pond, not quite mill pond, just a light ripple, but a really nice day. I mean, mm. we had a couple of days, and one of the last boats that I, or the last boat that I fished on, uh, Kakoa, Luke Fallon and Kelly Dowling. Um, Yep. We had we had a heavy day out there off uh, Opal Reef off uh, Port Douglas and it was feral, like proper 25, 30 knots, three, yep. four, I don't know how many metres. Like, and you're backing up in that and it is shit scary, hey. It's it filling like, up the cockpit. Oh, yeah, yeah, proper, proper. Like Luke, the other skipper at one stage, we, we took two in a row over, a double up came up over the back and he was a really good skipper. He very calmly said over the radio, just open up the door, boys, I'm going to. I'm going to kick it ahead. And uh, we just flushed out the deck and, yeah, kept going with it. But, no, that, yeah. that that one big fish was just like, wow. And I remember it coming up and, you know, I 
was my second season then and I'd had quite a few fish on the gloves, um, but nothing like this, you know, I think like a, an honest 850 or 900, 850 yeah. is probably a good call, you know. And this thing, and it did everything that you'd want it to do for a big fish. It, it played the ball. If you were ever going to gaff a fish, it would have been the one. It, it came up, it sat next to the boat, it did a bit of a lurch. It's when you would have put the hooks in a cleared it off and then just let the rest be history. But um, it played the game. It, it stood up next to the boat for old mate. It, it didn't drag me around too heavily. Um, went from the right over to the left and sat up again and then, you know, took some line off. I had to drop the gloves and then we charged back on her. And as soon as we got it up again, we cut her off and that was it. Really? And that was, yeah. that was, that was how we go. You're better off to let them go as soon as you can because they yeah. just end up getting sharked. And that's that's another sharks are a side, huge issue up there now. Like you, like you wouldn't believe, mate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's yeah. A, you know, the, I I don't you know I don't really know and know enough about it to, to weigh in. But from my experience, if, if there's apparently a sixty percent decline in shark numbers up there, well, I would have hated to see it beforehand. I would yeah. have hated to see it beforehand. Yeah, we'd lose a lot of marlin, a lot of bottom fish, a lot of GT, Spanish mackerel, you name it. Like, wow. Well. You name it, yeah, they're savages. But no, that that marlin fishing. So that was that was the biggest one that I'd have on the gloves myself. And then we, uh, the last season I did on, on board Kukoa with uh, Luke Fallon, um, first trip of the season we touched on. I'm pretty sure he called it for around a thirteen hundred. And uh, I did wasn't on the gloves for that, but uh, I was I was number two behind looking after the other guy, and um, there was out of control. That is, there's like seeing two bulls lined up side by side, you know, going head, head to tail and just giant, giant fish. Yeah. It's mm. something else. I like that's, that's, that for me is like, it really stands as a, as a really, really, really memorable thing. I'm really glad that I got to tick that box. Why did so you not stick with box. it? Oh, I, just, I love fly fishing, man. Yeah. <laughs> this is going from one extreme to the other. I love, I love trout fishing. I love I love trout fishing. It's how mm. it's how I've ended up where I am now because yeah. you know, I've always I've always been torn between the mountains and the ocean. In Tassie, super lucky. Nothing's too far away. River deep, mountain high. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> you, guys, you guys are you guys are better. You guys are better than what I thought. You guys are better than what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. But no, like that's yeah, that that, that marlin fishing side of things, that was awesome. Yeah, it was a really, really good thing to do. I like if I had the opportunity, I'd go and do another season for sure. Yeah. yeah. It sounds it. It just it just it blows me away. Yeah, you could be so passionate about it and so like it so much. But you're telling me that you just made a conscious decision, like this is not the direction I wanted to go in. There's no fly fishing here, you know? And um is that, yeah. is that about the crux of it, mate? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, like at at, at the time when 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 it was the end of the season, actually, coming back down on the boat. So we took the boat from um, – at the time, Luke kept the boat in there at Harvey Bay and we were on our way out and uh, we were just sitting out off Bundy and I actually had a phone call from um, – had a phone call from Nick Milford at East Coast Angling um, and he offered me a position to go up there and guide for them. I thought, oh, that's unreal. You know, that's going to be really cool and it all sounded fantastic and – Literally, like I, I said to him, I didn't need to have a think about it, obviously. And and a day later, I got a I got a phone call from Josh Hutchins um, saying that, look, you know, 
we'd like to offer you a position too. And uh, at the time, um, uh, the job with Milford was uh, sort of a stronger in the sense it was going to be full-time on paper and there was going to be the benefits and everything else. And, you know, as much as I would have liked to chase the fly fishing right then, I thought I'm going to try and make a smart move. And I went up there and it didn't take too long until the wheels fell off, unfortunately. Um, and I, with my tail between my legs, contacted Josh and said, look, you know, is the position still open? And, yeah, they said, yeah, we, we need you to come down. So... That brings me to where I am now. Right. So, hang on. Going back. So, with Nick, you you, you took that position, did you say? Yeah, and then, yeah. yeah. You took that so position much... and then, what, decided there's still not enough fly fishing here, yeah? Is that right? Or, yeah. I mean, he does a bit of fly fishing. He does do a bit. And that was that was some plans in the in the mothership and trips. I think up there we're going to go and do some stuff up on the East Cape. But um, yeah, uh, I wasn't around long enough for that. Um, I relocated from early to port and was running six days a week out of port around the local reefs there um it was a it was a step up from the from the 40 footer you know i was skippering a boat um they had the the big one that they've got there 32 um absolute monster of a thing and then they had a couple of not so uh snazzy little runabout or not runabouts little fiberglasses that we take to the local reefs and that was all sport fishing. So I was chucking little stick baits up on the reef flats or mm, I tried to stick away from trolling for um, trolling for Spaniards, but they were there and going to some yeah. GT fishing on the tides. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's more about the clientele that that business attracts, I guess you could mm. say, right? Mm. You know, what, what they want to do. I mean, they're, they're paying the coin. If they want to chuck stick baits around, well, then that's yeah. what, that's yeah. what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah you get a few old boys that had the wires crossed and they thought we're going out to do some bottom donging and they got a pretty rude shock when I loaded the – loaded the spin rods on board and they're asking where the bait is i'm like oh you know you know mm. nice but you know pretty pretty i like to have a bit of a laugh out there you know life's, yeah life's a bit serious and, you know i said no we're you know we're not doing any spin here watch that you know sort of so not doing any bait fishing watch the what's the sort of like the faces drop a bit like what and i ended up having a good time you know chasing cold trout up over in you know in a meter and a half two meters of water on the flats that's good fun you know yeah Catch a big spangled emperor up in, in on the sand flats in, in you know the same water. Try and keep him off the bonnie on on twenty pound. That's that's pretty wild. They yeah they they pull hard. I I understand, man. I, I get as a fisherman, like I mean, you you you've been working pretty diverse range of areas between boats and obviously dealing with passengers and and all that sort of stuff. But um, mm. you know, it, funneling down your your uh, your niche of of your love of fishing towards fly fishing. Um, so Nick still wasn't going to work out, wasn't still heading that direction. This for the reason why he left Marlin. I'm picking up on. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and then I guess Josh was uh, Josh is offering uh, all fly clientele, I guess, which would have been yep. pretty attractive at the time, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like, a, a very dear friend of mine always said to me, like, um, you know, she's like, Jim, you, uh, I, I, you're the happiest when you're in a river, you know. Um, and for me, that that really resonated. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of an artist. It's probably a little bit soft for you guys. It's called the, the tallest man on earth. It's not yeah, soft but, enough for for volts, but I've, it's, it is for me. You know, Christian Christian Matheson. No, no, he's, um, he's, he's got a lyric in there. It's like I walk upon the river like it's easier than land, and that for me is always like you know it's always rang true. So when the offer came to to move south and start hassling trout again, I, I jumped at it. I, uh, well, the second time around, I should have jumped at it the first time, but, 
you got to yeah. go and learn these things. Hey, and I, uh, I jumped at it and, um, yeah, I, like I, I, I was so keen to get down here. Um, what was offered on the table was fantastic. You know, roll a boat for the company, drifting the tumult, high country. Um, yeah, it all sounded really good. And it was really good. It was a lot of fun. I, is, I is you mean, Danny? Is, is that what you mean? Is, yeah. Well, well, well it, 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 it is itself. Drifting is fantastic. Um, yeah. It was fun working there while it lasted. Um, and, yeah, now it's a lot gotcha. more fun. Yeah, now it's a lot more fun doing it a different way. Yeah. Well, you know, the, I mean, you might – I mean, we, we, we've been sitting here for – an hour talking about you know like this like it's, this is your life <laughs> going through a lot of changes <laughs> but i mean but people will need to remember like you know the whole this whole interview is prefaced by you know you committing to a life of uh, of, mm. of fishing really and and yep. the sacrifices that you might have made and like sacrifices can mean like let, letting go of that stability which we brought up at the beginning there as well so to make the decision to <clears throat> excuse me i uh, leave one outfit whether it be just the super yachts or the marlin boat or or what Nick was doing, or, or working with Aussie Fly Fisher, you know, to, to be like, you know, it keeps funneling down to a, like a, a path of even less resistance, it seems to be, right? And it's, uh, you know, to where you are working now with, with Angus, I mean, we've had Angus on the show, he he's, um, seems like a pretty pretty casual dude, man, like a pretty not, um, nice dude, it's sort of, you guys seem to have to share the same sort of um, outlook on, uh, on, on fishing as a lifestyle. Absolutely. Angus and I, you know, we have a great relationship. We, we lived and worked together for the last couple of years here in Tumen. Um, I've gone through, effectively, you could say thick and thin now. Um, mm. Yeah, and, and for us, we, we, you know, really wanted to get out there and do something. Angus has, you know, followed through and, and good on him, hey. Like, he's, he's started up such a, such a good thing here. Um, you know, it, it's... It's nothing new. It's running running the drift down the river, but the way in which Angus delivers it is different. Hey, he he really he really cares and he really puts the time in with the clients. Um, we 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 do. I mean, that's it's the difference. I think you know we really 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 put the time in and care for it. You know, so tell us about what you're doing now, because it looks like I mean to to um people who've lived in Queensland the whole life, what you guys do look like you guys are operating rubber ducky boats in um. In sh- really shallow water. That's what it looks like, right? So, what? Tell, break it down. I'm sure it's not. Just tell us, tell us uh, as laymen, what uh, what what Angus is outfit and what you do for Angus and what that's involving. So it's effectively it's like drift boating, although we don't use a drift boat per se. Is the the American hard boats that are yeah. designed more so for the bigger bigger harder rivers, harder boat, you know, harder water. We use the inflatables, um, and we 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 set up a car shuttle, you know, take a raft up to the top of the run. Obviously the river's running down um, and we drift down over the course of the day, um, taking advantage of all the different aspects and, and little key features. There are uh, seasonal variations, be it nymphing at this time of the year, it's just starting to come into nymphing for the, for the saltwater fly fishers, you know, using little bugs. Um, you get the dry flies that are coming up, uh, lots of mayflies and all the rest of it. Hopper season, when that comes in, that's what I want to get you guys down here for. Throwing big bugs at the bank. Um, yeah. And you see, yeah, and that is cool, hey, throwing big bugs. Um, for, for the streamer heads, you know, you can chuck, you can chuck some meat, um, you know, otherwise known as streamers, at the bank and uh, rip it back out, you know. Um, yeah. 
being able to tube in particular is a, a, I guess like most rivers, it's all pastoral land, it's all privately owned. Um, you can't get access. Um, we have a cool feature here that that the Tumut River is a, is a tailwater, um, so it's regulated by the dam up the road, uh, Blowering Dam, which we'll touch on later on. That's a whole nother. If whole we let you, mate. Route. If you oh, just let me, <laughs> let me at it. Um, and yeah, so we have cold, clean, regulated water, consistent flows all season round. Um, it has a large volume that calms down. It's able to hold a large amount of food, which in turn holds a large amount of fish. Um, and it has everything from, you know, your half pound, you know, 20 centimetre rainbow trout, which is plentiful, up to, I think the best fish that I got on for a season, uh, last season for a client was five and a half. Um, and that ate a big grasshopper pattern, exactly wow. how it should have. Big T-Rex, slow motion style, you know, right up over down and he did a fantastic job i've actually guided this guy before up in the wessel islands right um i'll be honest he wasn't the greatest saltwater fly fisherman but he didn't need to be we got it done anyway um (laughs) but he was he actually turned out to be a really good i've actually seen this a few times with clients from up in, in the wessel islands Left hand Wessel Islands, not the greatest saltwater anglers. I mean, it's hard to it's hard casting thirty knots in your face. Let's face it. Um, right hand in a beautiful river scenario uh, with a six weight and a grasshopper, put it where I'd like you to put it. And in turn, we've had some fantastic grasshopper fishing. It's it's really good fun. It requires precision casting, good mending, you know, a, a representation or a readjustment of the line on the water, uh, in order to keep that drift running and. If you can make it work, yeah, you get some big Hollywood drifts and the trout are there. They're waiting for it. It's it's mm. good. It's a really good time. It's probably one of my favourite things to do, yeah. If we were to come down, yeah. right, um, I don't drink red wine. Is that oh, going to be a problem? Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> look, I, I'm actually I'm actually looking at a bottle of red light now and it's sat on the, sat on the shelf for a while. And, and it, just, it, can, it can stay there for longer. Can stay yeah. There for longer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, but, like... Can I get some sort of temporary iron-on patches from elbows or anything like that? Or I like, would like yeah. like what like what Paddy Paddy Nealon did, and when he went over to Scotland recently, you would have seen it here. Ah, oh, yes, that's I, what I'm thinking. I would, I yep. would happily, I would <laughs> happily, I would happily source the the tweed for you, and if I you would, wore it, I would love to experience it, mate. I think it's um, you know. I tongue in cheek, you know, <laughs> take take the piss out of uh, trout fishermen only because it's, um, I don't I don't have it accessible to me, and they and trout fishermen take it very seriously, just like broom fishermen do. But Absol- um, oh, so it's just a, oh, just a little yeah. bit of low hanging fruit for the uh, <laughs> for a little for the fan uh, of the sledge. You, know? you got to have, uh, have a pick. You got to have a pick. Yeah, but it's something. Yeah. It's um. I mean, it does sound pretty pretty cool. I mean, as as far as fly fishing is concerned, and the, and the love of fly fishing. You know, obviously, trout's got a deep-rooted um, part of that. Um, yeah. To not to, to experience it like that in a drift boat sounds very cool to be able to cover so much ground for yep. so so long. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, sounds- much, so much water, so much water that you just can't access usually. And the best thing is, it, it's been great across the whole board, uh, demographic-wise, from from the young sweethearts, you know, boyfriend girlfriends come out there for the you know little little sweet date to. Um, I, I rode for Angus on the Wednesday, just gone and had two 73-year-olds 
Um, he'd done a session with Angus the season before, and she'd never touched a rod. Well, um, you know, walking up a river is a pretty scary thing, especially <laughs> this river here is is is, a, is, a, is an irrigation canal pretty much. So it flows yeah. hard. It flows hard. You jump and in fast. the boat and fast. You you jump yeah. in the boat. You sit on the seat. You don't need to do anything other than watch the indicator or fly and mend when I ask you to and cast where is the best suited. Um, but you can have some cricket pitch scores um, and it's all done for you. Yeah, that's the, one of the best things. Mm. Jimmy, you don't – yeah. Sorry, I just – Chris no. hasn't done much trout fishing. Can you explain – I've done Ammo, none of it. Ammo, have you caught a trout – uh, I've I've said this many times on the podcast. I've caught plenty of trout when I used to live at Jindabyne on oh, um, on hard bodies, but Tinderbine. I have <laughs> Tinderbine, Yeah, well, it wasn't exactly Tinderbine when I was there, but uh, anyway, another story. Um, but yeah. I have caught. I did catch one in Victoria, caught a rainbow um, with Dan Dingle once in Victoria, and it went pretty hard. It was pretty cool, but I did cop a lot of shit for jaw gripping it like a bass. <laughs> <laughs> Slippery yeah. buckets, man. I didn't want to. I didn't want to keep it out of the water for too long. It looked like it was going to die. Like they look yeah. weak as piss. You know. You probably would have. You probably would have found out they got a half decent set of teeth on them when you stuck your stuck your oh, tongue in their mouth. Nothing, nothing like toga, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so Jimmy, can you explain yeah. to us the importance of um, you know uh, a drag free drift? You know, oh. Chris is into drag. So the drag, the drag. Yeah. <laughs> big reach faults, but we'll we'll let it. We'll allow it. With big Priscilla's, hey? Um, yeah. Well, we just don't do much stream fishing. So. No, like a, dra a drag free drift. I mean, this is this is the optimal, hey? Be it that you're fishing, you're standing in the river yourself and you're casting up and across. Yeah. Um, or you're in the drift boat with us and we're fishing down and across. Drag free drift. Yeah. 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 So it's a, we, we approach it in different ways. When you're standing in the river, you're static. You know, yep. the river's moving down. Actually, when we're in the boat, where well, it's a very dynamic environment, we're moving down the river. And the water's obviously moving down the river. And it changes tempo, uh, features, corners, logs, whatever it may be, slows it, speeds it up, constricts it, moves it faster. Um, so the whole idea of a drag-free drift is to, you know, to imitate that insect. I mean, an insect doesn't really get dragged or pulled through the water. It doesn't look like it's water skiing. Yeah. Yeah. And that is like, don't get me wrong. There's definitely a few trout that commit suicide, and they just they just eat anything. Rainbow trout inherently are pretty keen. Um, they will eat a lot of different things, and generally are pretty forgiving. But yeah, old brown trout, um, you know, he's he's pretty susceptible to a bit of drag, and uh, you've got to get that nice, really bespoke. You know, you channel your inner tweed, and get that <laughs> get that. Imagine that little parachute, Adams. Is coming, you know. There we go. Parrot yeah, Parra be, I like Uncle Para. Local Para. No, uh, but it's it is really key. Life fishing it, atoms. Yeah. How, how could you relate it to an assault water sense? I mean, I guess it's swinging it. I guess you know. Imagine you've got like an is, eighty. Is this for my benefit parent. still? I did this as part of my test for the CCI in two thousand and seven. I had to understand this men's and drag free drifts and shit. I had to explain oh, it. True, I had to actually explain the solid sense, actually. I had to explain of it to course. my assessor, Chuck Eastling, the governor from um, Texas. Pretty sure he was from. Oh, wow. But, uh, yeah, the life cycle of a mayfly, was that I included? did have to explain that too, yeah. As Do you remember what that was? No. 
I, I uh, took it on board and quickly dismissed it because it's irrelevant to where I live. Yeah. Kind of like the simple. left. Pretty simple. Yeah. yeah. They can't lay their eggs in cement. No, <laughs> no they can't. They're not a cementitious insectivoid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, but but you can. I mean, you can you you can have those um situations of drag free drift in in the salt water scenario, particularly mm. if you're um in deep water in tidal scenarios and fishing in shallow water where it's moving a lot less slower. You yeah, know? and um yeah. and nothing nothing is nothing screams fake than when the fly line is dragging that fly unnaturally uh, as opposed to the action you're intending to impart on it. That's well, imagine sure. that. Imagine imagine volts that you put a cast at. Uh, put a cast at a tusky, but Kyle hasn't got off the electric quite in turn. Oh yeah, you know, like, he, he's, you know, he's, he's 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 looking out at twelve o'clock, and you've seen one at two, right? And you yeah. popped a cast oh, no. out there. Or and more realistically, yeah. imagine there's a tusky there. Kyle's on the electric motor, and he hasn't got his shirt back on yet. When you see this, see the fish, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, quick, get dressed, Kyle. Turn the motor off. <laughs> uh, and then you're gonna, yeah. then you're gonna have to do you have to do a bit of a men, don't you, Vol? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to do the old saltwater mend. Yeah, yeah, get the drag, yeah. drag for drift. Yeah, little, yeah. Well, little... yeah, I, I understand it. I was just just trying to get an analogy for Chris. Mm. But, Thanks, uh, Vols. Appreciate yeah. it. Um, but yeah, so you got browns and rainbows in attunement, and it and it flows heavily all year round. So you get a, yep. a long growing season. There's lots of food. There's lots of flow. Yeah, big yep. fish. That's incredible. Big, there is some thumping huge fish. Um, yeah. There is – there's a trout farm up the road. They don't really put anything into the river, thank God. Um, but you get a few escapees every now and then, which, uh, um, yeah, always make for a pretty funny photo. There's, uh, there's a few people that are doing the old Griffin Grim with some uh, Nemo-stunted fins. And, uh, yeah. yeah, you know, that's sort of uh, pretty I've, average, if you ask I've me. Seen, but. I've seen a few um, – in different parts of New South Wales, I've seen a few tiger trout being released lately, and in Victoria as well. Yeah, is that, is that something that you you'd like to see done down there? Oh, uh, look, for me personally, uh, being Tasmanian, uh, we have you know I'm going to say in inverted commas wild brown trout. Um, well, yeah, wild, wild, wild brown trout. Um, although they are moved around from lake to lake, they aren't reared in a hatchery. You know, they're, they're, they're self-sustaining populations which are uh, uh, attract if they are to be moved and out of one lake and put into another. Um, would I like to see uh, tigers? Look, I, for me, that doesn't really tickle my fancy. Sure, it's an, it'd make for a, you know, a nice little novelty, but yeah. uh, is it, is it, is it going to make the fishing any better? Probably not. You know, yeah, right. right. Uh, is it going to add? Is it going to add something else to the clients? Yeah, sure. You know, it'd be it'd be novelty. Would you be able to catch? You know, you'd have to put a shit ton of them into the tumor, for example, to to make any dent on the population of rainbows. Right. Um, it, it, it's it, it's funny. Like if it, you can go out there and throw a, a an indicator rig with a nymph, or at, at the moment we're using a lot of worms, squirmy worms. I'm sure you guys know that pattern. It's effectively an elastic band on a hook. Um, what? Found, up, found upon in some circles. And, uh, <laughs> what? Pra- pra- praised in others. There's no scent on it, Volts. Relax, mate. No, okay. no, no, no. No, no, cool. no scent. Yeah, righto. Um, in, in, in a natural running river, it's pretty easy to, to fathom that, you know, you, you have a flood, river rises, dirty water comes in, you know, a worm will get washed into the river um, naturally. Oh, yeah. 
Worms love that shit. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. For whatever yeah. reason here, the, the water's gin clear and there's not a worm in sight and these rainbow trout just hoover them up all day. Um, and it's unreal. It's really good. Um, but if you throw your, your worm or your nymph, you'll catch rainbow trout until the cows come home. But you change your attention to the edges and throw a, a hopper pattern or a dry dropper, you know, like a dry fly and a nymph underneath it. Um, you instantly start picking up brown trout, and it's inherent from the sort of the habitats that they like to uh, like to live in. Is, is there pools? Is there much structure to this river? Or is it just one yeah, yeah, absolutely, no, absolutely, is... yeah. It dog legs all over the place. So yeah, our um our milk run drift is sort of twenty four kilometers from up the road down into town here. Yeah, uh, really, really convenient. Like you, you couldn't have a better location for you know for a start and finish uh, location. How long does that take? Uh, depending at the moment with 9,000, well, it's actually more than 9,000 megs. Um, so they're letting 9,000 out of the tap and then the dam's still spilling. Um, if you were to run it at river pace the whole way down, you could yeah. get done in sort of like three and a half, four hours. Um, some people, I don't know how they manage to do it on a, on a, on a guided day. You know, they, 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 they start at nine and they're done at sort of two. I don't know how the hell they do that, but. It's beyond me. Um, but, yeah, you, 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 we slow it down and, um, you know, you sort of run an eight-hour day on the river. And oh, stop for is it. there someone else on the river? Like is there other drift boat operations or something? Yeah, yeah, there's another company that's that, that's running down the river. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's um, it's a really nice – really nice scene especially when you take your time you know you get to take it in because you don't have the sound of an outboard um yeah. it's just the sound of me grunting on the oars no it's yeah. actually not that bad yeah big, big, no. at, at the high water you know you've, you've you've when it's time to row it's time to row it's moving down at a pretty fast velocity um you know river river safety obviously there's trees there's snags you call them strainers you know water course will generally follow the outside of the river bend um uh -huh. You see, that's where all the, if you get stuck in that stuff for some unknown yeah. reason, if your boat turns over, if you lose someone out of the boat, um, if you don't do enough movement across the river or back up, you go into that and like you literally will not come out until they turn the tap off. Like you, you're gone. You can't fight that. Yeah. Really? It's, so that's oh, oh, it's that strong, Volts. Hey, it is that yeah. strong. You might have, in, in some of the corners, especially where it stacks up, you know, you might have two metres worth of water, like depth. Wow. And, and the volume of that is just out of control. You've got to come and see it to believe it. As you're coming down, see, there's obviously there's a gradient, you know, obviously there's a fall to the river. It's continually yeah. dropping. Um, yeah. And some of them, you'll watch it stack into the corner. And so you'll be going down. I don't know what the fall would be, a very slight amount. But you'll watch, you're going downhill, effectively, downstream, and you'll watch the water pile up. It'll be sitting higher than what you are. You're running down and the water's stacking up as it's slowing down and then it accelerates away down the next corner. So is mm. it is it possible, like, could you get motion sickness? <laughs> no, no, no. These things are super stable. I see where he's going. Yeah. I picked up on it. <laughs> the, 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 the only thing that does get a little bit loose if you're standing up and i generally advise the competent anglers to, to stand up and, and fish dry flies because it's kind of hard to mend you don't have as much height to, to, to mend your casts once they're on the water from a seated position although it does work yeah. um, 
you're able to, to um, reach cast a lot easier um, and really place that line upstream ahead of time on your presentation. It really gives you a good chip in for saves having to do a mend initially, although you still do continually need to mend. Yeah. Uh, but that motion there, because I'm consistently slowing the boat down, especially when we're doing um, uh -huh. hopper fishing. Angus and I averaged it out one day. If we're, if we're nymphing, which is running at river pace, we do about 7,000 oar strokes in the day. Wow. Um, and if How are you measuring this with like a uh, gun and something? Well, no, no, no. So we average it out over the course of the hours. So it's like yeah. it's about an oar stroke every two or three seconds. Mm. Wow. Roughly. And then yeah. when you're hopper fishing, you're pretty much pumping the brakes the whole time until you get – say Ammo's up the front, he's casting on a 45 – Volts, you're sitting behind me, you're casting on a 90 or maybe just slightly ahead, but not as far ahead of my oars because otherwise we're going to have a, an argument with rod tips and oar blades. Yeah. And you pump, so ammo pumps in first. He, if he's savvy, he does a reach and then he mends. So he's on the right line, Volts, you're in there next. And then I kick the boat ahead and then I'm consistently trimming the boat in relation to your line. So I'm looking down the river and I'm looking aside at your flies in proximity to where I am to the bank and I'm consistently slowing down, moving left, moving right. You guys are savvy, so you're able to add a bit of extra line, subtract line as I accelerate too much. You know, you can pull it in as as I'm as I'm gaining, um, as you're gaining speed and I'm slowing down unintentionally, you can pay line into it on a mend. So it's a real give and take. And uh, that that there is 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 really 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 cool to be able to keep it all moving but it also can be a little bit dangerous at times because everyone gets really fixated and then i walk the boat heavily to the right hand side which throws a imagine if this is a perfect thing put your electric motor on 90 degrees unintentionally and hit rabbit oh yeah you're gonna yeah. throw oh yeah. that, it's, it's 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 that exact motion like <laughs> the, bow, the bow moves across and you're just like Poof. Wow. That's the only time. I've only lost two people out of the boat, and luckily they landed right next to me, and I was able to grab them. And uh, did they deserve it? Um, no, no. One okay. of them was a bit, one of them was a bit of an, uh, an older fella. He actually represented Australia in the fly fishing team back in the day. All right, uh, John Sortel. He was a, he was a good good bloke. And Sortel. Um, yeah, John Sortel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's he was famous in early Australian fishing literature. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and the other guy was uh, one of the one of the employees. I was a fly fisher, and uh, he is uh, is a, a big unit. And he took a he took a big head first dive, and you wouldn't have. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't think I did anything crazy with the boat, but um, yeah. <laughs> he was he was going. I think he's about six foot eight, and the, I think the inertia got him. Well, yeah, God, you'd be in trouble. I, I know, I know the the challenge of being that tall. Hey, yeah. Jimmy. Um, so. <laughs> You've you got, you got a low center of gravity, haven't you, Bolts? You do. You got, you got to keep your head on a swivel. Mm. Um, he does, yeah. but a six foot four fellow, that's for sure. Yeah, you six four, are you, Bolts? Oh yeah, mate. Uh, uh, I think that's probably a bit conservative. It's probably more six six, six seven. Really, actually, have you ever? We should put a tape on him one day. Actually, Bolts is a lot more staunch than what I what I gave him credit for. I remember seeing some gym photos potentially. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you are. You are does he accidentally send them chain. to you as well? Does he accidentally? Yeah, I, I got a feeling that I got I got like one of those disappearing messages one day. Yeah, as just him and a, him in a mirror at the gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pumping yeah. like gains, gains. Yeah, gains. Yep. 
And uh, sometimes, sometimes like those disappearing pigeons, they don't last very long. So you don't get a good look at them. But the hashtag, like three, so like hashtag, hashtag hang and brain, you know, like it's <laughs> just on the bench. Yeah. 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 Hang and brain. Yeah. yeah. You got the short yeah. shorts on. The ruggers. Yeah. Yep. yeah. The ruggers. Yeah. 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 So anyway, Jimmy, um, <laughs> talking about throwing significant in there for a sec. Talking about throwing big meat around. I know. <laughs> yeah. I like. I know you like chasing cods. So wow. oh. you love. You love them. Yeah. Okay, well, Jimmy. 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 Before you answer this, mate, we're on an hour and twenty-two, mate. Let's not make mm. this three hours and twenty-two. Okay. Right. 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 So okay. how long's he got? How long are you giving him? In in another in another seven minutes, you'll be the longest. Podcast we've ever done. Interview ever done. that long. That time's flying, man. Time is flying. Fanging. It's fanging, Jimmy. It's fanging Get like the tomb at River at 9,000 meters. Yeah. Oh, it's fanging like Volti with 7,000 strokes a day. <laughs> <laughs> and I've still got arms like toothpicks, eh? Um, <laughs> Volti's um, got the wrist like Popeye. Did you know it's that? A, it's all in the protein, mate. you got to eat the proteins. Crack yeah, yeah. a can of spinach. Um, <laughs> Put the right, spinach so in the shishka. Cod. Cod. Um, Angus had been whispering in my ear since I met him about Murray Cod, and I, being from Tassie, oh, yeah. complete, completely new to me. I lived up in Airlie, it's a bit too far north. We had Barra, you know, chased them at Faust, loved it. Loved the, I loved the empowerment fishing, you know. In Tassie, grew up fishing the lakes, mayfly hatches, unreal. Living yeah. in Airlie, when I wasn't out the reef, I was up at Faust, um, chasing Barra, loved that, had a yeah. field day. Um, and I guess it was sort of, unbeknownst it was a natural progression to come down here um stupidly i sold my boat before i moved down thinking that i wouldn't need it knowing that i heard that there was cod in this dam but i didn't really know did i so i caught my first cod at christmas on christmas day last you know last year uh, yeah tiny tiny little well, six, little 65 um on a on a on a on a white chartreuse uh it was actually something like a deceiver um on christmas day Oh, Christmas Day, yeah, yeah, it was unreal. Was it better than being stuck in Darwin Harbour? It, mate, it, that was that was one of the better Christmas days that I've had. Bolts, to tell you the truth. Yeah, right. So I got this little thing, sort of got a bit of a spark. Um, it was in a kayak down a fast river, and after rafting the river, I, I vowed to myself I would never, ever, ever do it under my own steam like that again. It sucked, but anyway, I got one. Um, so I. For the last couple of winters, I'd gone and guided up in the Wessel Islands with Aussie Fly Fisher, and I wasn't going to do – actually, I did, no, it's a lie. Um, I did the month of their season at the beginning of winter, and I came back, and immediately before I left, I'd sort of fantasised on buying another boat, and it just so happened there was a really nice one. Was it like Lake Illawarra? Like down to the coast from where Angus is up in Mossvale, like pretty much straight down, so – I went up the night before I flew out, said to Angus, hey, look, there's a boat down here. It's an hour and a half. Wait, do you want to go and check it out? Sure, let's go and do it. Turned out to be a sweet little, um, is it, a little uh, a Stessel Edge tracker. You know, she's the, the little boat that could. Yeah. Got this, went up into the Wessels, came back, and I wasn't guiding for the rest of winter or working in any other capacity um, other than here locally at the outdoor store. So, right, we're going to get into cod fishing, and I pretty much immersed myself in it. Um, did as much reading and as much hassling of people that I could in the know, 
Um, I'll be honest with you, I caught my first couple on spin, um, but I'm not ashamed of that. Um, Don't be. Yeah, no. No, no not nothing wrong with it, mate. We're not well, judging. You know? No, good, because yeah. I, for me, um, you know, look, I'll be honest with you, you can cast you can cast 40 metres with, with an eight-foot swim bait rod in one foul movement and slow roll better than you can ever imagine. And it's winter and it's freezing cold. So I caught a couple. I got two meteries. Um, wow. And I thought, I thought, you know what? I got actually got I got a 65 on my first day and then I got 92 on my second day. Maiden voyage, voyage 65, second day, 92. And one of those top water crawlers, the tremors. You see Lubin Pfeiffer and a couple of those guys. They, you know, that happened at the rod tip next to the boat. Scared the piss out of me. Cartwheeled water everywhere. And I thought, yes. this is this is epic. This is what I wanted. Um, got two meters and thought, right, no excuses now. Fly. Um, had a whole bunch of uh, ties done up by Johnny Everett, and like we're talking big meat. Big impoundment meat, double hooks, um, huge sort of carp or ready or just big ugly imitations. And I sat out there with my 10 weights on a variety of sink lines. I'd have three rods stringed up and two rods stripped out at any one time and just cast to the bank over and over. And it took me four evenings um, after work before I touched my first, which was a 106.5. Wow. Um, and that was on a chartreuse double deceiver. Um, unreal. Nice. Couldn't, couldn't believe it. I was beside myself. The thing was, I didn't think that it was as big as what it was. So it's like, you know, in the dark, pitch black, and blowering where I'm fishing, is it's got really sheer sides. And so you get like a tree-line shadow, even though it's, black and maybe you guys have seen it. you probably fished something similar as you can't see so it's like it's pitch black and i'm using my, my the red red light on my headlamp and i've hooked up you know felt the donk set the hook held it strip strip cool yep okay i've got him and i'm thinking i'm going I'm kind of straight line him but i'm yep okay i'm moving him i'm moving him and by then i'd managed to you know get a good pinch on the line and gone from the red light to the you know standard headlight and Still going, I can't see this fucking thing. Where is it? And then it came up and rolled under the boat, and I was just like, "Holy shit!" It's fucking big, you know. Like, yeah, it's such a mission by yourself at night. Uh, like, I'd not caught fish like this by myself. Barrow one thing, but they're kind of a bit slender. You guys have caught big cod before. They're just a, an awkward. I have. Like, have you vaults? Oh. no, no, I haven't. I was about, I was about to jump in earlier. I, 106.5, it's, you know, I've, I've, I know some people haven't caught a barrel that big, Josh Radloff. <laughs> but look, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, I, alone, I haven't, I haven't caught a cod that big. My biggest is only 65, mate. I've got modest wow. cod. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Oh, so, so that, that was where it was like, that's when it really kicked in the gear. I was just like, fuck, this is a thing. Mm. Hey. And as, as far as I was aware, there wasn't really, well, there isn't really anybody doing it on the dam that I am here, not with any consistency. I know a, a couple of people have gone up there and given it a few goes and got disheartened and not fished it again. Um, can't blame them. It's, you know, bitterly cold and you cast all night at, at nothing, but uh, blower, a few nights, blowering, is that how you blow, pronounce it? Blowering, yeah, blowering. Blowering. Mike Lowry. Well, I don't mean to blow blow Lowry. smoke up your ring there, mate, but that's some pretty good fishing, eh? You know, thank like you. It's a, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, 
so that really got the spark going. And, and then I was sort of fishing as much as I could. I was working at the outdoor store. So nine to five, you know, I'd knock off. I'd, I'd take the boat to work with me because, um, you know, winter time is getting dark at sort of five something. And uh, being relatively savvy, I was able to launch and retrieve pretty efficiently in the dark. So I'd go out and pump a few hours. And this is in the beginning. And it only took a few more lights later. And um, I got my biggest to date on the fly, which was a 108. And um, this thing car this, this thing carted me around. It, it went it went big time. Really ripped line off the off the off the not the spool out of my hand, pulled it all through and you know get some back and then peeling back out. As you'd imagine from a you know, I don't know what they are, 20, 30 kilo fish. I know they're Big water displacement. Massive. Mm. You know, they've got a huge motor on the back of them. Mm. Um, and so by then I'd gone from no sounder and I got a, a, a an old off Dean Payment. I got a, a Garmin Echo Map, which had side scan. But side scan is a double-edged sword, hey? I mean. Yeah, we've spoken it, about that here too. You see it once it's happened. So yeah. it's like, it's cool, but like. Where gonna, fish were. Yeah, well, I'm not going to turn around and pelt it back over on, you know out to sort of 4.30 off the back corner. Like, you yeah. know, so um, there's a local guy here called Reese Creed. Um, he's a he's a pretty gun conventional fisher, and he really wanted to see how the fly went in relation to the active target or the, the live scope. So this was just off the back of my 108, and we went out for an, uh, an evening session, and we um, were getting geared up. He was setting up some business, and, I stripped off the rod and I said to him, Reese, this is this is what we can do. This is this is the cast that I can get with this sort of 10-inch fly on a on a on a 10 weight on an SA Titan taper. It was an inter inter three five. Oh, tough tough line for that size fly, dude. I know it's tough line. I've recently just gone to one of the SA Predator lines, which carries oh. it heaps better, but it's it's a little bit ugly on the cast. You, you got to see that these these Cortland musky lines do like just oh just just designed for like eight inches per second in in fresh water. At, uh, which is different to the some of the ratings because of the yeah. salt water. But yeah. the um, yeah man, just 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 yeah. If you, uh, I can't believe they haven't taken off for life target. Like you could see that fish mm-hmm. at, at at fifteen feet deep, and you know you could be at that fish in 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 ten seconds. You know, well, that's we're gonna we're gonna have to talk dirty after the show, Mo, because yeah, that's 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 another kettle of fish. But um, yeah, yeah, so, we don't have the we we yeah we're we're at two hours fifteen now, so it's right. um, well, well I'll, I'll keep this this next part was the, the <laughs> we're crux, not dude was the, was the crux for it, right? So yep, I I stripped off a shit ton of line and said, here's my best cast, you know, two two false cast, pump it out, you know, you get an honest, I'm going to call it sixty five, you you know. Here it is, cool. And this is the cast I did that caught the fish. And I picked it up, cast at 45 at the bank. And he moved it over. He said, yep, I can see the fly. And this is the retreat. Short, mm. short pause. He said, don't stop. There's a fish on it. And I said, fuck off. And I looked down to the screen. He runs he runs a 12-inch. And lo and behold, there's there's a there's a meter. He's sitting under my fly. Don't stop. You know, you, you think with cod, don't stop it. You know, so I'm just fucking – I've never had such a feeling in my life. Never had. So – from that moment, I went on to watch him. I, I nuffed a bunch that night, and he got two off it. And I just had to get it. So yeah. <laughs> I did what I could. And and I at that stage, I'd gone 10 sessions blank in a row. I hadn't touched a yep. I'd, I'd missed a bunch on the fly, and I was really doing my head in. I got got the sounder, went out there, spent two nights, which was accounted for the 10. 
and then came on the weekend and moved moved eight fish and put five in the net all off the live scope. But that's right. It was unreal, but it is definitely not like I've heard people say. Oh, you know, it's the it's like a video game fishing. It is, but it definitely does not put fish in the boat. They know that you're looking at them. They can they can hear you. They can feel you. They there's something changes, and with a fly, you just don't have the ability like the spin gear to really pump it way past them, burn it back over their head, open up the bail arm, drop it down, click it in gear a meter above, and then slow roll it. You've really got to get the timing for it. So, yeah. It's it's a work in progress, but effectively for me now, I'm sight fishing in the pitch black, which for me as a fly fisherman, it's what I love, you know, growing up dry fly fishing. It's unreal. It's hard in mouth. Ask Crank, ask Gussie. Um, uh, Jamie we don't have Taylor, to, mate. We, we, we've, we've seen your results, mate. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's just it, there is nothing like watching one of these things. And it's also, again, it's a double-edged sword because you get to watch it refuse you time and time again. But <laughs> it puts you it puts you on edge and you're able to really, uh, you guys know, you know the technology, react, you know, adapt to the feeding habits. I mean, one of the first ones was a, a 95 that I got on the target. Um, I sucked him into it. I played him like a fiddle. You know, he was on it, right on it, right on it, and then peeled off and I just – paid a bunch of line back out, you know, wriggled it off the rod tip, and then he was back on it again and sucked it back in, sucked it back in, and then he was off it. And then I don't know what triggered it, you know. Well, a couple of, you can see it that, that easily, oh, that readily. Volts, it's, it's unbelievable, mate. It's, and I'm only using a nine-inch screen. It's, it's all I could afford. But you put it on one of the bigger ones, and yeah. it's like it's like it's unreal. But you're not fishing all the time. You're driving around on the electric, which is another thing too. The dam that I'm fishing doesn't have a whole heap of structure, so quite often you don't see the fish. They're pressed on the bottom. The fish that you're seeing aren't fish that are actively feeding. They're cruising. And, yeah, you can suck them in for a reaction, but it's that lay-down log that you can't see anything on, and you drop your, you know, your, your, your five seven over the top, and you bring in a metre and a half of the log, and you watch this come out, this thing come out with so much conviction. No questions asked. Beeline 45 off the bottom, straight to it, bang. You know that fish was gonna eat no matter what it was. Mm, gotcha. It yeah. was it was gonna eat. But um, come down sometime, bolts. I've got the little boat that could. It's not the biggest thing in the world, but she's fishy. We'll, that, we'll, we'll show you. That sounds perfect, mate. I've used that excuse forever. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> just talking about um, gods. You've got you're talking about blowering. There's also Tantangera. And Talbingo, right? Right. So in, in that region, yeah. Well, yeah, there is. So the, the Tumut River itself, Blowering is the end of the line. Yep. Blowering goes into the Tumut River, and then effectively the water from here goes down to South Australia. Oh, it's well. actually I had this recited to me the other day. We're only just a bit over three hundred meters of altitude here, and it right. has about two and a half thousand kilometers to go until it hits South Australia. No, it's got bugger all fall. So the water takes a long time to get out there. Yeah, right. Mm. So the Tumut's dammed six or seven times from Blowering. It goes Junum, so it goes Blowering, Junum Pondage, Taubingo, and then it goes like Tumut 2, Tumut Pond, there's Happy Jacks, and I think there's another little one in amongst there somewhere. Tantangra. That's on the other side of the watershed to some extent. 
they can move water between the two, and it's where the new Snowy uh, Snowy 2.0, they're actually going to move water from Cow Bingo uh, back and forth between Tantangra. Tantangra goes down into Yukonbean, and then they can move the water over from there. But right. it's all interconnected, yeah, yeah. Uh, are there outsized trout in these rivers, uh, dams as well? Uh, yeah, I actually, you, you laugh at me for it, but uh, the water's just, it's been spilling. So the water's come right up and a lot of the bait jimmies have been using yabbies for yellets. And, yeah. uh, bait, bait jimmies? Yeah, the bait jimmies, you know. No. Are they like fishing Karens or what? It'd kind of be like, it'd be like, if, it'd be like if I use, you know, bait jimmy, it'd be like fly jimmy. You know, it could be like, if I used a yabby, you'd call me like a bait jimmy. Yeah, you got um, But uh, I, for whatever reason, had a couple of those, you know, the Zeric prawns. Yep. Okay. Like and, an Ikijimi? Is that similar? Yeah, like an Ikijimi. Yeah, like an Ikijimi. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, just I killing had, everything? Just killing everything, okay. Yeah. Um, I was in this particular spot and I'd been scoping along for the night and I'd been in jack of, of fish not accepting the fly. And uh, I had this prawn and... A fish, I could see it just on the screen at a bit of a distance, and I put a cast and didn't make the distance. But it moved towards me, and I managed to get the fly, or the fly, the, the prawn back over the top of it, and it ate. And I thought, fucking unreal, this is this is sweet. So the next night I went out, and I saw something move on the scope, and I just cast the prawn past it. As soon as it hit the water, it bloody, it, I was on, and I was like, what the fuck is this? It's not a cod, I'm winding it in. This mm. is on 50 pound. And it was like a, I don't actually know how many centimetres, I don't, I don't measure trout, but it was like a two-pound two trout, two-and-a-half-pound trout that had eaten a five-inch bloody prawn that you'd throw for barra. Mm. I thought that's bloody unreal. So, yeah, Blowering does have trout in it. Junima has got some great trout. Taubingo's got fantastic trout fishing in the colder months. Uh, really good streamer, you know, throwing those artic- big, really big articulated dungeons. Yeah, we were talking yep. about those earlier. Uh, ammo. How, yeah. how big's how big's big? Oh, big. What? Are we talking cod big or are we talking trout? No. Yeah, well, for the dungeons. Like, we like, were you talking about in that oh. scenario? Look, I'd say as, as big as your middle finger, you know. Right. Okay. Not not very big, really, considering yep. that the flies that I've been casting around all winter have been up to 15 inches long. Um, yeah. Something, something that's as big as your middle finger that you can cast on a five weight isn't really that big. But, you know, in trout terms, considering that you throw like size really small it's kind of big but relatively it's not it'd yep. be like it'd be like an oversized candy for you guys you know yeah, yeah. oh look dip, almost a different sport really you know so mm. to say it's big for that is i mean you're talking what number what number number 24 hooks which just makes my eyes throb just thinking of that to tie something like that i can't just, oh, even, that, even the size. tying the knot on it just yeah, blows me away yeah the micro micro stuff no yeah. like i think they, these are on fours you know it's some um, yeah you, you, they might the, the main hook might be a four and the stinger might oh, be no, a six I, I totally get that i'm just sort of putting it making it relative to to calling that big you mm. know for the for that species mm, you know? mm. yeah absolutely absolutely yeah i guess it's all relative then you go and turn it over to all the different applications yeah you know? Yeah, yeah. but no, there's the, in the, in this whole region here. There's fantastic trout fishing. The high country itself's got great river fishing. Um, mm. The Yukonbean, although it's got a highway that runs straight through the guts of it, has some fantastic little gems. Um, mm. Get bigger than average fish that are more than willing to eat dry flies more often than not. Um, 
it has the annulant famed spawn run, which for me personally is a little bit controversial. In Tassie, you're not allowed to target spawning trout, whereas in New South Wales, it's open slather. But it's kind of cool because you get to see fish that you'd never otherwise. So, you know. Well, they aren't natives. I mean, no, they're not, and that's 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 an argument that gets brought up quite regularly. You know, like there's there's plenty of there's plenty of native fish that don't have closed seasons as well. You know, so well, I don't think yellows have a closed season. Saratoga don't either. You know, yep. so they, and, they're, and they're mouth brooders, aren't they? They're mouth brooders, and they're yeah. geographically geographically a lot smaller in in area in Australia than any other species. Uh, yeah. And I, I think a lot of people don't. I'm going to get me high but I'll be real quick. People don't even realise there's a northern species and a southern species. The southern species just gets completely trashed without a closed season for being such a small part of the world. You yeah, know, so. what's there's a, there's a lake out the back that begins with M there, doesn't it? And it gets gets thumped. There's, um, there's, there's, I was going to say not Mondrian, no, no. You think Marumba? Yeah, there's one out there, and it's. Um, you might reading, reading you might think in maroon. Uh, oh yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. All the all the southern southeast Queensland dams, a lot of the farm dams were stocked. And there's a pro, there was a program that was promoting aquaculture with Saratoga. I think in the fucking sixties or some seventies yeah, right. maybe, and like they encouraged a lot of farmers to put toga in the dams. Yeah. Anyway, that's um, we're drifting off subject, but mm. yeah, look, I hear what you're saying there, Jimmy. Like it's um yeah, it's a pretty diverse fishery down there. You know, I can see why you're happy down there, mate. Like it makes. It makes a lot of sense. I mean, you've got a lot of challenges there and, and, and you're pretty excited about the, uh, you seem pretty excited about the learning process or the, the challenge, let's put it in that way, of um, the cod. You know, oh, absolutely, well. man. Like, mm. for me, I've got within like two minutes, I've got my favourite evening time pool uh, where I can go down and catch fish on the dries. Ten minutes up the road is where we put the raft in. Five minutes later, I'm at the dam where we catch trophy cod, which is luckily it's one of only, I think, two New South Wales waters that are open all year round. Mm. Um, uh, so for me, it's like it, it, is a, it is a fantastic place to be. I haven't got up there yet. But you've got the ski fields on the other side of the hill. Um, the Jindy's just up over there. You've got Selwyn. You know, it's not too Mount much. Mount Selwyn. Yeah. yeah, Selwyn. You've got Jindy and, and, and Threbo on the other side. It is It is a really good place, you know, yeah. You're four hours from Sydney. You're five and change from Melbourne. Um, Twenty minutes off the highway from Gundagai. It is a it is a it is a good place to be. And Tumut itself is a beautiful town, especially now in summer. All the trees are back in foliage. Cows are happy. There's grass in the paddocks. Everything's mm. green and lush. Yeah, yeah. It's a good it's a good vibe here for sure. Well, Jimmy, uh, were you going somewhere else? Or? I was going to say, I heard there's a really good outdoors store in town. Hey, Tom's outdoors, mate. What 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 a place! Fantastic joint, awesome gear. Um, like really, real wealth of knowledge. The whole team's fantastic. Um, the owners are unreal. They they really went out on the limb and gave me an opportunity when when sort of others wouldn't. And um, I'm super stoked to be a part of that team. And I get to I get to dip my toes back in the pool, thanks to Angus. And I get out there on the raft. You know, every second weekend, there's there's a, a a free spot for me to to row the boat, and I'm so stoked on that. Um, uh, I love it. I love getting out there, chatting with people. It's sort of passing on my passion. You know, uh, yeah. I had some had some customers in the store today, and 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 the missus came red hot. You know, wanted to wanted to get some outfits, and you know, really, you know, straight up. And an old mate was a little bit, oh, you know, we got how about you guys go and do a learn to fly fish day? You know, get a grasp of it. 
get in touch with these guys. They'll put you in the right direction. See if you want to go and drop 1600 bucks off the bat, you know, get mm. a taste for it. And then come back in and see me, and then we can go and do the rest of it. We do yeah. a vast, vast majority of stuff online, although we've got a really good shop front. Um, yeah, it's really, it's a really good store to be a part of. Sick as, <laughs> sick yeah, as. I'm stoked with it. Yeah. Well, Jimmy, mate, I think we're gonna, um, we're gonna, we, you are, you've broken the record for the podcast length, mate. Congratulations, and I have Thanks, so thoroughly enjoyed about your your tales of ship and steel down the tumult, mate. It's been, <laughs> oh, been pretty I, good. Yeah. I, at the beginning of the podcast, I felt like I was on the outside looking in, but after talking to you, um, <laughs> and it's been been so long. I've really enjoyed that. That um, I had a, I had a cheap wine, and now uh, growth. So, yeah, oh, nice spots. Well, hey, look, fellas, thanks for having me on. I would love nothing more than to get you guys down here sometime. And I, Angus expressed it the same. We were yarning about it earlier. Yeah, it cool. would be shit hot, not just for the trout, but for the cod of their conflicting seasons, unless you want to go and chase the wild cod, which is that's wicked in its own right. Something that I haven't done. But um, come down. Anyone who's thinking about, you know, if you fantasise about a drift, if you, if the legs aren't working as good or if you're not quite sure, get in touch with Angus and Hall Fly Fishing. He'll set you in the right direction. That's like Hall Fly Fishing, right? Hall Fly Fishing. Like Hall. Hauling. Hall, yep, H- like double hall, H-A-U-L. Like double hall, H-A-U-L, yep. Yep, yep, yep. yep. exactly. And there's, was you got a website, hall.com? Yeah, 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 hall.com.au, I believe. Cool. Yeah, and, and on the socials, um, yeah, hall fly fishing, yep. Yep, yep. Angus the man, absolutely. Angus, Angus the man, yeah, he's, yep. he's a dude, hey, got a lot totally of time for that guy. You guys used to tour together with ACDC? No, fuck it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, didn't quite get there. But, hey, what we do get there is the end of the show. So let's wrap this puppy up, and um, we will talk soon. And we'll uh, we'll have a chat about those fly lines in a minute, Jimmy, about the uh, Gordon ones. So I reckon they're going to suit you in a big way for what you want to do. But throwing meat. Chucking meat, hucking meat all night. Throwing the groceries, mate. Two-handed retrieved. Ooh, ooh, ooh. (laughs) All right, let's get out of here. See you, Jimmy. Cheers, boys. Thank you. Ta-da. Yes, listeners, welcome back. That was uh, Jimmy B. Thanks for your time, Jimmy B. That was fantastic. He's not here, dude. Yeah, well, when he, he might listen, back, you reckon? Yeah, huh? hopefully he listens back. He he might be like me and really listen, you know. But, yeah, you, you know. like what's that? The name of that phobia where you don't like listening to your own voice? Um, sound of your own voice, a phobia. <laughs> yeah, that sounds that sounds pretty legit for sure. It's legit photos yeah, yeah. and yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. auto audio phobia. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. How do you think how do you think the Jimmy Barnes gig came off? Oh mate. Um, well when the first train left from Sydney I was uh, pretty impressed right from the word go there, mate. It was great. Yeah. Um, 
And then right to when the last train left from Sydney, mate, right at the end, it was good. Yeah. yeah. I was a bit embarrassed that we got got him wrong. <laughs> no, Jimmy's a good oh. sport, mate. We've tried this on a few times, and we've had mixed results when, when people uh, leave the show or uh, talk to us about their experience after the show. Some people haven't forgiven us from even a year or so ago, you know? And, uh, you know, it's disheartening <laughs> that uh, people can't see the funny side so those things, although that um, you know, we're expected to see the funny side of their their things, you know, it, yeah, um, yeah. So, but that's cool. That's cool, mate. You know, I think of many letters to Alan when that when when uh, when, when you know things like that come to mind. Well, I did. I didn't know you were that big of a cold chisel fan. Letter to Alan's a fucking great chisel song, man. It's it is, a, mate. Yeah. Do you know who yeah. Alan is? Um, no, I don't remember exactly who, but it was off an obscure album, wasn't it? It was off the uh, Circus Animals. Yes, it was the last song. Was it? I think it oh. was. I could be wrong. You got yeah, me wrong. It probably is. Circus Animals <laughs> is a great, a great album. Yeah. yeah. I might be thinking of living next door to Alan, actually. No, they don't even compare them, mate. Circus. <laughs> living next door to uh, That was just crap. You know who was that? Um, I can't remember. Yeah. Was it Rodney Roode? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean that was that was humor. It was probably pretty well executed. Um, but yeah, Letter to Alan, song ten, five minutes thirty-eight. That was a fucking. You know, oh, did you just go through your vinyl, did you, mate? No, I just Google. Um, can you can you maybe work that into either the intro or the outro? Yeah, yeah. can you give it a crack. Yeah, Letter to Wayne would be good. Hey, um, so <laughs> speaking of um. Uh, and, and let her out. <laughs> oh, that what a score! <laughs> so, so there's, yeah, I think you're people who don't are aren't familiar with Letter to Allen by Cold Chisel. Um, yeah, it was a it was a bit of, there was a bit of a story behind it, um, and it's about someone who who um, you know Allen was a guy that you know that the person who wrote the song didn't see much anymore for the reason it'll become apparent in the song and when you listen to it. But um, uh, speaking of people, uh, listeners we don't see or hear much from anymore, I'm led to believe he still listens. But he used to be a regular contributor to social media and he just had to give up social media. Um, and that's that's our old mate, Dan Mam. Um, so Who? just heard Dan Mamron. Who's that? Good question. So, no, we, um, I've just been exchanging uh, messages with his with his brother, Fisher Crunt. And... Um, and uh, I can't even remember their real names. Dan Mamrot is his real name, but Fisher Crunt, I cannot Jared? Remember. Jared Mamrot, there you go. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> anyway, so... Um, then Nick uh, Cave's the other one. Nick, Nick Cave was the was the mysterious weird brother, right? Yeah, yeah, that's him. Yeah. The man and with Ed, the red right hand. Yeah, I, I can't really screenshot this um, in places <laughs> to show people because it is literally a podcast. Yeah. Uh, and anyway, I just we we're just having a um, a, a message and said, "How's Dan, man? He's good. He's about to get his first fuck trophy any day now." And I remember that's what when it was not the reason he dropped out of out of uh, you know social media. He just you know he had to move on from it. Um, yeah, so yeah, he's gonna it's gonna be dad any day now. So con- congratulations, Dan, man. I hope the delivery goes well. Um, it's been a while since we've done a, a listener shout out, but uh, Dan's a, an old bud. He's good. And um, uh, Dan, I hope, and your lovely wife, of course, um, uh, I hope everything goes well, a safe delivery of a young one. 
Um, and uh, hope you choose a good name. Uh, you know, Jeff, if it's if it's uh, masculine, Chris, if it's female, that's cool. Um, Christine is a lovely girl's name for sure. Yeah, yeah, it is yeah. a good one. Um, Christopher's just, more of a conqueror's name, like you know, Christopher Columbus. There's no what? There's no Jeff the Explorer, is there? I don't think so. Jeff the Conqueror? I don't think so, mate. Conan the Conqueror. Look, yeah. you, you've got that that um, you, you're famous this time of year, Christmas. And um, <laughs> so, anyway, so I said I said to I said to Jared, can I shout him out this week's pod? Um, F yes, he'd love that. Um, there's not much else going on in his life right now. Um, and I asked him, uh, is it because he hasn't been on social media lately because the wardens found the phone in his butt? Um, what? Yeah, I know. And he said, yeah, the old prison pocket. Not too brutal at all. So thanks, Jared. Thanks for okaying that. And Dan, um, I hope everything goes well once again. Yeah. Well, cool. That's um, that, I'm sure the international listeners are going to love that one. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for joining us. Uh, yeah, they, they, both of those guys have been regulars on the show. Um, I think that we had a brothers show once, actually. Dan, um, ma'am, interviewed us. Remember, we had we we had a show about uh, that we interviewed up you and I, and he was the interviewer. That was the end we of were, the year show, wasn't it? I don't know. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that sort of winds us up a bit for this week, Jimmy, Jimmy B. Um, and uh, a bit of a shout to Jan, uh, Jan Man, but Dan Man, and uh, I believe have you got something coming up, mate. You got you're going to be no, I don't. No, okay, good. No. Um, uh, yeah, Black okay. Friday. I mean, it's today, Ooh. and uh, yeah, yeah, over the weekend there'll be more sales, and Cyber Monday's coming up with a with another surprise, another another wave to ride of the beast, the beast wave. Beast wave. Yeah, want yeah. to ride the beast. Yeah, well, you know, it's the beast wave. It's not like the wave of COVID. It's um, but it's um, but it's the I, the I didn't quite get there with that one, mate. I'm gonna edit that out. That was fucking terrible. Right, on. That's from the movie um, uh, role models. Oh, that was was it Ride the Beast or was it um, Taste the Beast? Sounds pretty seedy either way. Oh, it was a good movie. Yeah, yeah. I believe you. Okay. I believe you. Google it. Let me know. I you. will. Yeah. I totally will. All right, mate. Right, mate. See you next show, eh? Radio Tiger. Case on. Bye. Bye.